And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. Welcome to episode 35 of Down on the Docks. Um, my name is Chris Neff, and I'm joined as always by uh, my co-host and uh, producer and engineer and baked buddy, Dave Sarah. How are you? Hello. All righty. Uh, fun times last week, of course. <laughs> Great times. Man on Wire was a hit. Mm-hmm, it was. Uh, did you watch it yet, Dave? No, I didn't. But I, I <laughs> scrolled through a lot of the pictures yeah. and uh, got vertigo, so I stopped. Okay. Do you think you'll ever watch a single one of our documentaries that we discuss on this you show? You know, if it, if it comes up and um, it happens, I'll probably watch it. But like, it needs to come up. It needs to be an opportune time. Okay. I don't just sit and watch Docs. Right. It would get in the way of all your uh, bull roasting <laughs> yeah. and video all gaming. My, all my and, podcasts. Yes. And, yeah. Okay. Well, guys, uh, we've got another fun one this week. Before we get into it, we do want to remind you that if you enjoy the show or if you're just finding the show, you can find us on our social media accounts, which are Down on the Docs on Twitter and Down on the Docs Pod on Instagram. And of course, we have a Discord group that you can join. And if you have any trouble finding that in our link tree, just DM Dave or myself and we will point you to the right direction. It is a growing community. Yep. Uh, Dave, do you mind telling our listeners who this week's show is sponsored by? This week's episode of Down on the Docks is brought to you by, of course, Broccoli Farms. Established in 2016 in San Diego, California by cannabis entrepreneur Anthony Bird. Broccoli Farms is a modern take on cannabis brands around the world. By combining new terminology involving cannabis worldwide, Anthony created a cannabis brand that uniquely represents the entire cannabis industry as one, Broccoli Farms, the lowest delivery minimum in San Diego. Fair prices and quality products makes Broccoli Farms one of the best deliveries in San Diego for almost a decade. Be sure to mention Down on the Docks podcast for 15% off. That's D-O-C-S on your next order, along with FTP gifts and rewards. Don't forget, FTP stands for First Time Patience. All right. Uh, Check them out today on Instagram at Broccoli Farms 619. Okay. Thank you, Broccoli Farms. We yes. do appreciate your support. Can't wait on those edibles. Are you ready, Dave? Baked. Episode 35. It is called Untold, mm-hmm. which is a series of documentaries mm-hmm. on Netflix, and it's subtitled The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. Yes, this I, uh, I'm aware of this one. I Are you talking it. about your personal life? <laughs> Got me. No, but you live this? I, like, you know, it's what it, I lived through the time and uh, followed a lot of sports talk uh-huh. during the time of the Manti Teo. Um, you know, scandal. Scandal. Well, let's get into it. I don't really consider it a scandal. Well, it is. Uh, let's. Uh, we open on this documentary, and we meet Manti Teo um, in the present day. Uh, yeah, he's in you know the Notre Dame locker room. Notre Dame. He's got his you know shirt on that says Rudy. "Fighting Irish." Rudy. <laughs> so we'll get there. So someone off camera says, "If someone were to say." 
I remember Manti as this. What would you want them to remember? Linebacker. <laughs> Manti takes a deep breath and he goes, <sighs> and that's it. He doesn't answer. <laughs> so basically, um, we get some of the vintage uh, announcing talking heads. They're like, you know, Manti Teo had an absolutely astounding senior year without question. His grandmother and his girlfriend, Lene Kakua, had died the same night, and he dedicated his season to them. So we flash back to Manteo at the time, uh, and he says, I cried, I yelled. How do you just take the love of my life? The last thing that she said to me was, I love you. Mm. So, you know, this story got so big and it reached out beyond sports fans. Mm -hmm. You know, it became very mainstream. There was a representative in um, uh, the house named Colleen Hanabusa. She yep. says she had a big moment. She said, Manti, you have made many of us proud, especially those from Hawaii. Right. So the next thing we see is back to the days and he's running out onto the field at Notre Dame, and it's packed. Dun, 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 it's, yeah, there's like 80,000 fans. Dun, this is like dun, dun. one of the biggest stages yeah. in all of college yep. sports. And, you know, we hear the newscasters are saying, what an amazing story. We know about the adversity. He loses his grandmother. Then his girlfriend passes away. It's going to be a great time watching him succeed this season. And then we hear a man, he's like, only one problem. Girlfriend didn't exist. Oh, oh no. Yep. yep. Oh, no. Anderson Cooper gets a little, you know, oh, no. stage time. He's like, it was the feel-good hit of the summer. Another newscaster, it's not real. What started as an inspirational story deteriorated into a cruel, twisted hoax. So we meet the athletic director at Notre Dame. I, 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 that doesn't sound right. It's Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. I think it's carryover from the last episode when we were talking about the cathedral Notre Dame. Yeah, that's right. And little French was coming out. Yeah, so, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So anyway, he says when this in initial thing came out, it was complete bewilderment. Uh, it was a very elaborate and sophisticated hoax perpetrated for reasons we will never fully understand. And then you... What happened is once this hoax came out, people started turning on Manti and they're like, is he a part of all this? You know, why would you perpetuate this thing? That's what everybody's asking. And then all of a sudden, Jeremy Schapp, he's a sports, uh, in, uh, he does a lot of like, you know, investigative reporting. He is the one that uh, talks about this centering around a mysterious man named Ronaya Tuiaso Sopo. Does that name ring a bell to you, Dave? Two thousand <laughs> Sopo. No, it's a very famous name in sports, hmm. and we're going to tell you why in a second. Tuivasa, I know from UFC, but not this guy. No, the Tuivasa Sopos—they're everywhere. So we meet his childhood friend, Manti's childhood friend named Robbie Toma. He played with him in high school. He would later go to Notre Dame with him. He said the amount of voices. The amount of cell phones, it was crazy shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so next we hear a female voice recording okay. from a woman claiming to be Lene Kakua. Mm. And this is to Manti Teo. Right. And we hear her voice and it says, Give me all your shit. <laughs> I want your cock. <laughs> it says, I don't know who answered your phone and I don't care. You made it clear what you want. Well, the athletic director says, Renaya, 
This was the insider of this whole thing. Okay. He was the one that brainchild this whole operation. Mm -hmm. And there was some element of jealousy involved. Mm. So we're also introduced to Manti's mom, mm -hmm. and she comes out of the gates and she says, I can honestly say I truly hate Rania. While Robbie, he says the, the most fake person. Correct. Robbie says <laughs> the okay. most fucked up thing for me was what was the point of all this? Well, a reporter says the only person that could really answer this is Rania. And we see pictures of this Rania person. And at the time, he's a young male Polynesian man oh. and former football player himself. Mm. So we're going to cut to the present day during okay. this documentary. Okay. We see a person sit down in the chair and off screen. We hear, all right, ready to roll, Naya. Naya says, yes. And then at the same time, Manti's getting ready to sit down for a separate interview. And they're like, you feeling good? And he's like, yep. And then we have titles up. The Girlfriend, Who Didn't Exist. Mm. Sounds like a Hitchcock title. Yeah. So this is very important. Before we jump into this, there is a uh, caption on the screen that says, at the time of filming, subjects were not aware that Renaya identifies as a transgender woman. Mm. So this must They're have They're not trying to dead name and or misgender her. Well, I think at the time when they shot it, she hadn't come out and said, oh, by the way, I'm transgender. Got it. So we're going to go to Seattle, Washington, and we meet Naya. And she's working in a hardware store. Cool. Okay. I mean, women, Even women work at hardware stores. It's transgender true. or otherwise. Well, she says from the, from the time in 2013 till now... There was a time where I couldn't find a job. Damn, Manti Teo entered the draft almost 10 years, like 10 years ago? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, longer man. than that. I feel old as fuck. But she, would, she said people would see my name on applications and auto automatically be like, oh, no, 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 no. Not this Renaya. Not the catfisher. <laughs> not this There's bitch. not too many Renayas out <laughs> yeah, there, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Oh, I know this girl. <laughs> so we back to Renaya. Okay. We see vintage pictures before she was Renaya. Well, excuse me. She's Naya now, but when she when was she was Renaya, correct. And she's a football. He's a football player. By the way, you're gonna have to forgive me if I confuse this back and forth, but it changes at times. Got so it. anybody I, listening, I think we're okay. Yes. So uh, she said says back when I wasn't where I'm at now, where I'm currently going through my own transition. I don't really like to look back. But now I see why God never saved me. Aww. So at this point, the film, they introduced Renaya as Naya. Okay, well, let's just call her a she and a her. This yeah. For all intents and purposes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it changes though. Right, but... Because in the, in the beginning, okay. she was just a he. Yeah, but we could just call it, we could just say she. Okay, but just she moving forward. She moving, okay. yeah. All right. Well, she's from a huge family. Uh, she says everything was uh, centered around faith. Yeah, she was standing up and pissing and stuff. No. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, maybe maybe we should call him a he when she's got a penis. Okay, all right, here we go. Continue. Okay, um, she uh, was a quarterback herself, and <laughs> um, you know her entire family played sports. Nice. Now remember the two Yasasopas I was telling you about. Sure. Well, her the dad, dynasty. Her dad played at USC. Yep. Her dad's brother played professionally for the uh, L.A. Rams. Wow. And then uh, her dad's older cousin, Manu, played for the Niners. Wow. And then 
of course, you have Marcus who played for the Raiders. That was her cousin. He was a quarterback. Oh, shit. Okay. And, uh, but she says, I wow. hate, I hated football. Okay. But I played out of obedience uh, to make my family happy. Okay. Especially my dad. Yeah. She says, but I totally felt this heaviness of fear. I didn't have the courage to just be like, you know what? This is who I am. I truly believed in my heart, being a natural born male. I could never be who I wanted. That was when I had decided that I would be able to have the experience in the life of a female, even if it was fake. So I created a fictional character oh. named Lene. Okay. Uh, there was a girl that I went to high school with, and I'd seen her on campus, and I was like, wow, she's hot. She's pretty, mm. super sweet, and she was popular. So I took her photos to create Lene. Oh, uh -huh, no. Now, even though it's like this whole fake profile, it was really a lot of who I am. My interest and taste in music. It was all me, just under a different name and a sure. different photo. Yeah, yeah. But the, everything uh, else was 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the way I looked, it wasn't, yeah, I get it. The personality was her. Yeah, but, you know, let's just get you an idea of what she said she was into. Uh, volleyball, Christian music, uh, religion, wine. Uh, she liked the Lakers, the Trojans, gardening. Cos cosmetology and her uh -huh. favorite TV shows were Veronica Mars, uh -huh. One Tree Hill, uh -huh. Survivor, uh -huh. uh, Lost, uh, The Bachelor. A lot of uh, very girly shows. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Favorite movies include My Best Friend's Wedding. I guess okay. that kind of fits the part. Um, 13 Going on 30, uh -oh. Friday Night Lights, sure. classic, of course. <laughs> can, can you be perfect? <laughs> yeah, I never watched it. Oh, you've never seen Friday Night Lights? Not a big, just, I don't watch dramas. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and then, you know, she's got some other interests. She likes Anchorman, Blue Crush. That's a classic. <laughs> Blue Crush? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Made in Manhattan. A nice little fairy tale. Yeah. Um, it's one of my mom's favorite movies. Yeah. And of course, Any Given Sunday. And this one kind of. And then. Any Given Sunday. And then we got Cable Guy. Cable, I love Cable Guy. One of, the, one of the most underrated movies of all time. One of the darkest comedies ever. Yeah. And then her favorite quote, uh, Dave, Steven? is, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Any idea where that comes from? Say that last part again. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Came from the movie Rudy. That's actually the Bible. Psalm I was about to say the Bible. I was going to say the Bible, dude. <laughs> but you thought that was my, the quote coach that, might have said that yeah, from Rudy. I thought you were bringing it back. Okay. Well, anyway, um, she's on there. She's created this profile. And, and Rudy, the Bible. I mean, it's half it's one, close. six dozen of the other. Half um, of one, six dozen of the other. Yeah. Six of one, half dozen of the other. It's, they get it. You're banked. <laughs> so she starts making progress and she gets a friend request. Half of one, six dozen of another. <laughs> I'm so fucking retarded. And then okay. she said, this is what I wanted. I wanted to uh, start to become literally a black hole that just consumed. She says, I got into this and I got sucked into so it. So she is a Raiders fan. Okay. <laughs> Bazinga. And then she says, now the problem is I didn't care who I was hurting. Ah. So... We see her on her Facebook page right. at Manti Teo. Right. So let's go to Lai'i, Hawaii, which is uh, a small town on the north shore of Oahu. Is that how you pronounce it? Lai'i. 
So uh, that's where Manti was born and raised. And according to Manti, uh, it's a simple life. You've got the Church Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, mm -hmm. very prevalent there. Yep. Polynesian culture. Mm -hmm. And the three pillars are faith, family, football. Ah, mm. oh, really? Yep. Cool. So we meet her, uh, Manti's dad. His name's Brian. And he says he was extremely obedient. The only words that ever came out of Manti's mouth was, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And Manti, you know, he... he he takes it a little uh, more and says, you have to understand that discipline is a huge thing in Polynesian culture, mm -hmm. uh, which is also a huge thing in Christian belief, mm -hmm. which is a big thing in sports. Mm -hmm. So there's commonalities between my three major interests. Right. So Brian gives him a warning and he says, you know, I, I always told him after I'm gone, the Teo name sits with you. So... Manti says, you know, my dad asked me five years old, what do you want to be? And I said, I want to be the best. Well, his dad took him literally and trained the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. He's literally like filming him running when he's like, you know, in uh, junior high and they're like playing back footage. Right. You know, uh, tweaking his running movements. Fucking Rocky Five shit. Yeah, pretty much. I actually had that thought in my head. Uh, I was thinking Rocky Four, actually. Well, okay, okay. Which one? Which one is the Russian one? I was. That's confused. four. Okay. Yeah. I always get confused with the, the Russian montage. One. Yeah. Um. So, and then we see vintage. You know why? It's because I always figured like Rocky, three Rocky three always gets split up into two movies for me for some reason. It's why it's Clever Lang. How's that hard? Because it's he's got multiple fights in the, in the movie. Yeah, and, Thunder and, Lips. And he then, has multiple fights in every movie he does. Um, yes. Well, maybe not really. Maybe not the original. Maybe not the original. Maybe not even number two. He doesn't have multiple fights. But number. You're going to go make me watch these right now just to Not right now. But number four, <clears throat> he doesn't fight twice, number four. But, but the Russian fights twice. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. okay. You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, let's meet his mom. Her name is uh, Otilia. Plus, plus the whole Hulk Hogan thing is that Thunderlips? That's Thunderlips. Thunder Thunder three. Yeah, because he's got the because there's they go to the ring three times in that movie. They go once for the wrestling and twice uh, Clubber versus uh, Rocky. Clubber Lang. Yeah, let's okay. meet his mom, let's shall we? Let's meet his mom. Poor her, mom. Her name is Otilia. And it's a pretty nice name. She says, "Look, the, the purpose of him playing football." was education because there's no way we can afford to send him to Stanford, UCLA or yeah. USC. And the dad comes in and says, especially when dad's bringing home only 300 every two weeks. Fuck. How is that possible? Damn. He's got four or five kids making Damn. $150 a week. Well, so what's mom bringing home that they're living? I have no idea, <clears throat> but I mean, that's <clears throat> insane. I got a feeling they got a lot of subsidized bullshit over there in yeah. Hawaii. You're gonna have to if you're only yeah. making 150 dollars a Some week. Fucking uh, socialized well, uh, basic th income. They're basically saying, "Look, you got to get a football scholarship." You know, <laughs> you have to. They did. So yeah. his friend Robbie says the thing that I remember most was his passion for the game. And uh, plus, USC and Notre Dame, they eat that shit up. Oh, uh, yeah. Hawaii-born, yeah, Samoan, fucking lives on a farm, yeah. Well, his senior year, he just blows everything up. And he's a two-way player, which I didn't know. So well, yeah, I guess. Well, what did he play on offense? Running back. Oh. They okay. show some footage of him 
and it's Barry Sanders-esque. He's like making like five different cuts in the backfield. He was small for a yeah, linebacker, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, but you think he's going to get buried, and then he just runs bust, through like bust 30 through. tackles. Yeah, it's pretty, dude, they're pretty fucking, cool They're thick people, dude. Yeah. They're fucking thick. <laughs> so, you know, he's being hyped up as this major prospect. So um, let's go back to uh, South Bend, Indiana, and meet with Jack Swarback. You know, he's the AD there, and he says, you got to understand... Uh, this is, this institution is built on success and you, you know, everybody knows Notre Dame, yeah. one of the winningest, uh, programs yeah. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is cool. They yeah. show some vintage black and white footage mm -hmm. and this is like when they were doing leather helmets and shit. Sick. Okay. And you hear an announcer and it's like a reverse forward pass. There's Shakespeare fitting back again. There it goes. <laughs> oh, what a heave. <laughs> Milner spots it. He's wide open. The game is over. <laughs> so, I just love the fact there was a quarterback named Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. So again, Goldstein catches the ball. Goldstein catches the ball. What's that from Waterboy? No, just like a funny you use like an old Jewish name or like a oh, okay. super white person's name. Billingsworth in the end zone. Well, this point we do see um, scenes from the classic Rudy. Yeah, we do. Now, have you ever seen Rudy? Million times. Yeah. It's, One of my favorites going yeah, up. Yeah, it's quite the heartwarming story. Yep. Tearjerker every time. Now, here's John the thing. Favreau. Yes. The slow clap. Favs. The slow clap that Fuck. starts it. What is he saying? Ruri? I don't remember that they, part. Uh, I, that was a, I guess that was not well, in the movie. A lot of people say that movie is exaggerated. That oh, final yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's all like, I think I heard, like, don't quote me. But I think Joe Montana was like, yeah, that was all bullshit. It didn't happen that yeah, way. Yeah, that's all bullshit. So did they what? Just let him jump to make the tackle or the sack? You know what? The you know the only thing true about that movie was the coach. Was that the Armenian guy? That's the only. <laughs> they had an Armenian coach. Yeah, I forgot oh, his name. Was that um, famous one? Uh, I don't remember his name. Okay. Well, it definitely isn't Lou Holtz. No, no, no. Okay. So you got to remember, we see Montana. He leads them to a national championship. But of course, what happened is he looks so small. Sorry. That's what Favreau <laughs> says. He goes, he looks so He's small. He's just a little guy out there. He's <laughs> going to get killed. Um, so the problem is the program fell apart in the 90s. Yep. Well, and then USC walked all over. I used to go to a lot of those games because USC plays um, plays uh, Notre Dame every yeah, year. Yeah. It's either here or, or there. Yeah. yeah they, they go back off. and forth. Um, and you got South Bend. Correct. Indiana. Yes. Well, Swarback said, I'd heard of Manti, uh, but I didn't think that there was any chance he's going to Notre Dame. Right. So everybody thinks he's probably going to go to USC, carry on the heritage. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is interesting. Yeah, that's some fucking, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's some fucking dirty shit. Right well, there. here's the thing. His senior year, he has like 50 recruiting offers, and he grew up as a huge USC fan. Yeah, they all do. And, you know, you got to remember, this is right after USC won the national championship, mm -hmm. and then they lost to Texas, I want to yep, say. Yeah, I was six. at that game. You were? USC-Texas. Oh, wow. That's one yep. of my favorite games one of, of all the best time. Games. Um, I was obviously rooting for USC, but I was there in the house. $1,500 okay. seats. You had $1,500 to yep. spend on tickets? Well, my dad used to be a white suit. What's a the, white suit? It's the <clears throat> Rose Bowl volunteers oh, for the Rose Parade. For the parade. Mm -hmm. So they give them a couple. Give them a cups. Okay. You have to buy a, a pay face value for them, which were three ninety. Okay. Well, that's cool. Fifty so, yard line. Oh, really? <sighs> wow. Um, so he really wants to go to USC, 
And, you know, he goes to USC for the recruiting weekend. He mm -hmm. has an amazing time. And he says, Dad, I'm going to USC. And Dad's like, you know what, son? I think that's a great idea, but make sure you pray about it. <laughs> so the next day he says he's sitting in class. And I said, Heavenly Father, I want to go to SC. But if you want me to go somewhere else, <laughs> just help me. Send the transgender woman over. <laughs> and then a father walked up to him. And said, where are you going, nephew? And he said, I'm going to go to SC. And he's like, think of a Catholic, think of a more Catholic <laughs> But choice. keep in mind, he's Mormon. Oh, yeah. He's raised in Latter-day Saints, that's right. So, you know, the father says, well, you know, you're going to go to SC and you're going to be the next great Polynesian football player. But he says, I always kind of thought you'd go to Notre Dame. <laughs> so random. <laughs> I know, and be the only Manti Teo. And Manti says... It was like the Lord was talking to me right wow. there. Keep in mind, it could have just been some rando, you know. Yeah, and he probably could have known that, like, he applied to USC. Or it, it was probably right. somebody like the recruiters were so deep they go Imagine in and be a, like, a, "Hey, a, a. Uh, by the way, this is our new transfer father who's yeah. going to be, <laughs> yeah, leading the last semester." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, "I knew right then that the Lord was telling me to go." Isn't that crazy to make a life or you know a major life decision? Yeah, on. You know, just a fucking reverend, not a reverend, a father. A father, I mean, it's it's a trip. Probably but, even crazier if it's a reverend. Yeah. But, so. it, but I'm, and then if his coach at US, uh, his coach at Notre Dame was like, oh, where do you think you want to go? I was thinking about the Chiefs. No, really, I really thought of you as like more of a Chargers guy. Well, he commits to Notre Dame. Lo and behold. This okay. is 2009. And, you know, he literally says, I was torn up inside. I wanted to go to SC. But, you know, my faith is stronger, so I trusted in God, and I'm just going to see where this takes me. So it's his freshman year in 2009. He has culture shock as soon as he gets there, okay? There's no pineapples. Yeah. There's no waves. Yeah. There's no lace. No. Uh, and, you know, he's also, you got to remember, it's not just the climate, but he's LDS, <laughs> at the most predominant Catholic school sure. or possibly in, in the world. I mean, they're, how different can they be? They're not that different. Yeah, they're pretty different. I mean, you, you got the polygamy shit. But yeah. <laughs> you got the polygamy shit. But even shit. that's not really that prominent in their in their, like, in their right. real core religion. Right. At their core, they're very similar things. I mean, I don't know. Except for the polygamy part. I mean, the polygamy, the hell, the, you know, there's damnation. The, 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 the planet, you get yeah, your own planet like, when you die. Yeah. I mean, there's some pretty big it's differences. It's not a planet, you get a kingdom. You get a kingdom. You go, you go, to, the, you go to the kingdom. Yes. Well, um, Brian says it was a really tough transition, but here's the thing. They take Brian along with him to Notre Dame, his high school teammate. <clears throat> so mm. his high school teammate is also recruited you know, and he's going to be like his roommate and all that stuff. Um, so Jack says he never complained about the challenges of acclimating, but uh, there was definitely something with him that didn't fit in. Right. Um, so, you know, Notre Dame's huge. Yep, you see yep, there, yep, every yep. time they go down the uh, the game, they hit that famous sign that says play like a champion yeah, today. Yeah. And then before they get on the field, the priests are there patting them on the shoulder yeah. pads. Yeah. So somewhere else too. <laughs> so anyway, 
let's check in on Renaya. She's back in Hawaii. So we see a vintage video of Renaya and she's singing what sounds to be like Christian music. Right. Well, she says, at this point, I'm working with my dad in the ministry. The Lene profile. As opposed to Catholic music? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <sighs> Wait a minute. Christian sounds little, like Christian's a little bit more broader. That sounds like Christian religious music, not. Not Catholic. It sounds like, my God, it is an awesome God. Yeah. He reigns. Higher and it's higher. Not, yeah, it's not like the, the morose organs. He came into the valley and to give you all of his okay sins. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not all that morose that Latin okay, yeah. crap. So... <laughs> Anyway, what's morose mean? Uh, dark. Dull? Oh, dark. Okay. Yeah, uh, brooding, dark. I would say. What's brooding mean? <laughs> okay, no, 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 let's go. Let's go. So anyway, um, at this point, Naya is basically saying, you know, this profile created was a way for me to escape. It was another room in the house I would go to and escape, and it made me feel safe. And at that time. I knew for sure that there was something inside me that wanted to scream and say, why am I different? And I didn't know what it was, but I wanted something more real. Um, so <laughs> what are you laughing no, at? I'm not laughing Sorry, at nothing, dude. I ain't, I ain't laughing at nothing. So there's, she has a couple of encounters where she's like, oh, this guy's cute. Let's see where this goes. Uh, but she says, in order to make the profile real, I had to work on my backstory. Okay. So she starts like creating a family, you know? Um, to make the profile more believable. Um, she said, I even made myself, Renaya, Lene's cousin. I knew what was right and wrong, but I was too far in love with being looked at in this way. Isn't this what you want? Isn't this who you want to be? And yes, it was completely selfish, but it made me happy. It was what I wanted to be in reality. Mm. Well, Manti says the first time they... Uh, Matt, he'd gotten a friend request and it was just a picture of a girl who looked Polynesian and they have a simple casual conversation. Mm -hmm. And Naya says, I actually met his cousin first. Uh, so Manti reaches out to his cousin who's named Shiloh and says, uh, hey, do you know a woman named Lene? And the cousin says, oh yeah, I know her. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, then it's probably legit. Okay. And Manti's like, it was a random hit up there. You know, and it just sort of carried on very slowly. And Naya says the initial conversations were very surface, just like, hey, how are you? How's your day? Right. You know, nothing deep. Um, I didn't know what the hell I was doing because it was so new, but I knew what I wanted. So let's go to opening game day, his first game in September of 2009. Nevada's, Notre in, Dame. The, Nevada's in the house at Notre Dame. And, you know, he knows that there are huge pressures. Yeah. And everybody's kind of banking on him to be this big star. So he comes into the game. Um, I think it was like second quarter. You know, they walk out into the tunnel. They're recalling what it felt like to come out of this tunnel with 80,000 people. It's the biggest stage in college football. And there's no doubts. He says, I'm going to get on that field and show you why I'm here and remind you. And he just comes out and makes an amazing tackle like right out of the gate. Love it. Crowd goes nuts, of course. So he's a huge hit. He's of literally course. literally the big man on campus yeah. at this point. He's the yeah. fan favorite. Um, you know, 
And people say he already had the persona built in. Um, he's a warrior. He's got these big tattoos. He does that fucking Polynesian dance and shit. Yeah. The crowd's Whatever. already putting on the rock ways. does and shit in every fucking movie. He's got to yeah. do that stupid thing. Yeah. And Jack, you know, the AD says, look, we all know college is big business. We got large contracts um, and it's a major enterprise. And the momentum really starts to build. So he he's doing all the right things. He's showing up at pressers. He's signing autographs to these people. And, you know, everybody loves him. Well, after his first encounter with Lene, she'd start hitting up a little bit more and be like, hey, what's going on? And uh, we're going to flash back to Renaya mm-hmm. in his garage, her garage. Right. And at the time, total female or total male, normal right. looking male. He's like, well, hey, what's up for everybody? Uh, it's Renaya. I'm truly blessed and excited to share new music with you. It's been a while. This is like I'm YouTube back. videos? Yeah, yeah. Aww. But he's like, I got some covers, and oh, uh, cool. I'm going to do like um, this track I've been working on called Saved Again. Yeah. And uh, I pray Saved that you're bl- <laughs> I pray by the blood <laughs> of a man. Her lyrics are, I could throw Thank you, Lord. away everything. Thank you, Lord. And still you never let go Thank of you. me. Mm. So, you know, you get a taste. It's pretty. I was singing Bob Dylan, by the way. Oh, that was Bob Dylan? Mm-hmm. What when song? He went, when he went through his uh, Christian phase. Oh, I forgot about Bob Dylan's it's called Christian Saved. phase. <clears throat> yeah. That's a, it was still, though, is one of my favorite fucking Christian, uh, one of my favorite <laughs> Bob, Bob Dylan songs and one of my favorite Christian songs. But it's got this, like, legit backup vocals. It's yeah. like these three bellowing I black lady, ladies that just yeah. fucking, thank you, Lord. All right. Yeah. So... You know, at this point, things are going great. They're texting. And um, Naya describes the feeling as being numb. She needed someone to talk to, and it just happened to be Manti. So we're going to fast forward to his junior year. Uh, He gets a text from Lene saying, hey, my dad's not doing so well. Um, And the frequency of the conversation. Lene, he's met. No. Lene, he has never, never met. met. Renee, he's met. There is no Renee. Okay. What was the other okay, one's name? Renaya. 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 Who is Naya. Who is Naya. Right. He knows Naya slash Renaya. Only, con- only confirmation is through Shiloh. <laughs> that she's Cousin real. That Shiloh. she's real. That she's real. Oh, yeah. I totally know this chick. She follows me. And yeah, I yeah, see yeah. her at lunch, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, anyway. Got it. Uh, but keep in mind, it's not Renaya or Renee's picture. Right. It's a different picture. It's a different picture. Correct. So as the frequency of the conversations increase, um, you know, Manti says, I'm just trying to check in to be a good friend because her dad's sick. So Naya says, you know, he was very supportive. And as the layers started to peel back, uh-huh. I see a different side of him. Uh-huh. And he's just an amazing person. Hmm. And Manti's whole thing is when somebody needs help, I'm going to help them. That's how I was raised. Uh, and, but I fed off of that. It made me feel good. We talk about family and faith. And through these conversations, I starting to get to know that Lene is who she stands for and what her values are. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. And Robbie says she was Samoan. She loved the church. And these are the kind of traits that were important to Manti. And he's like, yeah, man, keep yeah. it going. As a Christian man, he's like, well, at least she's not gay. <laughs> So we'll get to the gay stuff later because it is going to be a part of this conversation. We'll get to that gay shit later. Okay, so they're talking about like where they grew up and how they're both, you know, Polynesian. And, you know, Manti says, whenever you come across somebody like that, it just matches. 
And, you know, Niasis for him, the fact that he had this girl who could really relate and kind of empathize and sympathize with while he's going through all these pressures, that's what drew him into Lene. And, you know, Manti says, there ain't too many Polynesian chicks running around South Bend. Yeah, better but not. I went to school with one. She married a big motherfucker. The Polynesians? The po- yeah. They're no, all- no, this chick, the, yeah, the Leilani. Okay. She married it's a Polynesian. Yeah, she married a Polynesian guy. Huge motherfucker. These giant babies. Yeah, they're all the offensive linemen you see that She's end like a up small at, little girl. At USC. Yeah. She's Polynesian. Well, keep in mind, at the time, they're, Polynesian. they're, <laughs> Polynesian. <laughs> they're communicating with texts and phone calls. That was the form they yeah. were using. Classic catfishing. So, hey, by the way, real quick, yeah. I've no, I know, like through gaming, plenty of 18, 19, 20, 30, 25-year-old yeah. um, male yeah. boys that literally do this all day yeah let me get, let, is this how it money. works by the way you're like it's playing so call bad. of duty and they're like hey dude cover me um you flanked that uh, left position by the way what's your bank account <laughs> and it's, you're caught up in the moment and you're dude, like here no. it is no you know what happens is like these guys will meet girls um like on discord or something from like europe or anywhere that's like not where they are really right or just it can even be from the United States, but a lot of times they're foreign girls. Yeah. And they just kind of like steal their identity. How? Oh, like they they get not not steal their identity in the sense that like they're they try to solicit images and stuff like that from them so that they start sending it to all these boys and then right. they get videos. And then they try to sometimes will have them like they'll pay them. Like if they're if they got a pay pig. You know, that's you know what a pay pig is. No, like, what's a, a pay pig? Well, a pay pig in the online world is like a guy or a, a, technically it's usually a guy, like on an OnlyFans that just gives donates a ton of money, or so, let's say on YouTube sends a lot of money on like okay, on so, for super chats. So he's like a rich guy a on rich the internet. Rich guy on the internet that keeps donating money to your stream oh, all the time. They call well, them pay pigs. Pay pigs. We need a pay pig. We do. Let's find one out there. <laughs> okay. No, but real quick. So they and then they go out and they just send these videos and these and they pretend to be these girls and then they catfish them and if the people are like, all right, I need I need a phone call before I send you any more fucking money, yeah, kind of thing, yeah. Then they're like, um, you know, then they'll set up a like a call with a chick from Europe and yes. like so they can and then they'll visually pay, see and then they'll pay her a couple bucks, yeah. Or from, doesn't have to be from Europe, but you you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's gross, and they make a few hundred bucks a week doing this shit, dude. Hey, picking. And then like they, these guys are, I, I've seen the DMs. They're like they're offering to fly him out. Yeah, let's go on my yacht. Let's go on my boat. Yeah, it's gross. But do they go into the video game interfaces to meet people? Like this they, Xbox Live you know shit what or whatever did, it is. You know what we've un- been uncovering, and this is a. Off topic. You've but got your own investigation. No investigation. No, but to uh, we're going to continue right now. But to to your point, mm-hmm. we've been noticing people coming in trying to catfish child predators on oh, Discord really? everywhere. Like on like, Discord. Mm-hmm. Like like purposefully looking for people to take to jail. That's yeah, becoming yeah. a new thing. Like oh, I'm, the that, Chris I'm Hansen, sure that's huge. You know what I mean? Like Chris Hansen has his own new thing now. Yeah. That but but there's all kinds of YouTube uh, places that make a ton of money doing just trying to catch predators online. Are there bounties? Like, does somebody set up Ooh, like a bounty? There or? might be yeah. in some of these circles. Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Bounties. 
Yeah. Maybe we All can right. start it. Anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking go. of video games, you know, Robbie says we'd be playing video games in the dorm and she'd be on the phone talking. And for me, it was totally normal because I had a long distance relationship as well. And he said, as funny as it sounds, Lene had a beautiful voice. I mean, it's not that crazy. Well, the only thing is like, what do you, you mean it's crazy? You know, no, it's not it? that crazy. To, to, do you think I could come off um, convincing as a female? Well, no. You, well, yes, you could, but no, no dude. No, I do. I can do voices and characterizations. Like, if you wore a there's dress, there's no way I could sound like a woman. If you no, but if you wore a dress, you look like Bugs Bunny in a dress. Okay, but hold on. Point But taken. but like the vid, not seeing. Okay, in this day and age, even in 2014, we had yeah. video chat. Yeah. There was a way for it to happen. We'll get to what we'll get to. We'll, it. Okay, so I'm just saying that, like, but the but on the phone, I mean, if you lots of people have these kind of relationships, especially lots of Christian boys. Yeah, and but boys that, Robbie is saying I'd spoken to Lene and yeah, she sounded yeah. like a woman. Yeah, and it had I mean, a beautiful voice. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of men can do that. Well, we hear the voicemails from Lene, especially with testosterone. Here, testosterone. Here's what we're going to do right, right now. Go. I'm going to try and sound like a woman. No, no, no don't do it. No, I'm go. going to just to prove a point. I can't do here, it. Here's here's the like... voice. Hi, hon. Just letting you know I'm on my way to church. Okay. Um have a blessed day. Bye. All right, I'm hard. Does stop. that sound like a woman? I'm hard. Can you stop? Okay, does that sound like a woman? I mean, it could. It might be able to pass in okay. some circles. Well, these that they play mm-hmm. completely sound like, like a hot check. Nice. Okay. So, um, Naya says, by the time we, uh, we would be able to communicate, he would just be spent. And we would respect that, and we would just pray and go to bed. Mm. I think... He just like having that kind of relationship where we could just totally be open. So we see a tweet from Lene or Manti to Lene on her 22nd birthday. It's very cute. He says, have a, have a wonderful birthday, you grumpy girl or something like that. I mean, it's kind of cutesy. And, you know, he's like, this is a perfect match. You know, I got the same similarities. Well, Naya says, I start to realizing things are getting heavier. And the conversations you would have would be conversations you'd want to have somebody with longevity with, but he wanted to meet face to face. So Manta's like, let me see you. And Naya says, now I've seen the catfish show a couple of times <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons for not being able to FaceTime. Yeah. And I probably used all of those reasons. Yeah. Now I've never seen the show catfish, right? but she's, you know, Manta says, I'd be like, I can't see you. And she'd be like, well, I can see you. Yeah. And uh, why can't I see you? Um, I don't know. Maybe you got a bad connection. Um, uh, Manta's like, yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> no. And then she'd be like, oh, my phone's cracked. So, uh, you know, no. I can only see you today. I'll send you a phone. I'll send you a phone. Well, oh, your phone didn't come in the mail. It got stolen. Here's the thing. Naya, from her previous catfishing attempts, yeah. would be in this situation before. Yeah. And this is when she'd always just break off the relationship. Right. Um, so she says, I kind of always had that control over where I was like, okay, it's time to go. But that was what had me afraid with Manti. Um, she's also tweeting out, happy Valentine's Day, my best friend and superhero. May God bless you. And she says, I knew what needed to be done. Right. But at the same time, I could never think, hey, so this is it. You know, hey, this is who I am. 
Yeah. This is who you've been talking to. I could never come around to saying those words. Want to uh, throw the pigskin around a little bit? So <laughs> there's another tweet. I'd rather be in South Bend right now. Ugh, only three more weeks. Manti, you better smash some Trojans. Oh, bye. Uh, heart-shaped emoji. Oh, bye. Um, so Manti says, I wanted to meet. And there were talks about me going out to meet her. Um, and Naya says, I couldn't buy more time, but I also couldn't end it. I was stuck. Now, we've got some big news. Well, Manti says, I was out with some friends, and I get a text. Well, somebody texts me and says, Lene was in a car accident. Oh, what? Yes. No. A drunk driver hit her. Oh. And her car went off the highway, and she's on life support now. Whoa. It's bad. So, like, the whole family's headed over to the hospital, like, right now. And Naya says, that's one of those moments where I felt, you know, uh, here was the right thing to do. And then there's what I chose to do. Oh, boy. <laughs> I remember texting and pretending to be the brother. So Naya is pretending to be the brother now. Right. And Manti says, the brother calls and he says, hey, she's in this room. Um, I can take you in uh, if you want to say stuff mm -hmm. to her. And the brother said, okay, I'm putting the phone down. And Manti says, all I could hear was breathing through a mask. It's like, <sighs> and he says, I just no, talked. No, I am your father. <laughs> he says, I just talked. No, I am a man. <laughs> he says, hey, it's me. I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm here. And all of a sudden, the breathing started to change pace. <laughs> And then the brother came in, <laughs> grabbed the phone, and he told me that oh, the nurse just said, whoever's on this phone, that's the most response that we've gotten from her. She hears you, bro. Keep she, talking. So he says, all right, I'll do it every day. Oh, no. So I wonder, by the way, if it was boop, just a loop. Boop. <laughs> boop. Boop. I boop. Mean, think about this. He's got to do this. <sighs> I mean, that's exhausting uh, just doing that. Me. Do you think he had a loop of it? Or do you think he was actually like... <sighs> well, Net Manti says, know, I'll do it every day. Yeah, this goes will. on for a month. Oh. Okay? So he's calling <laughs> every day for a month. And then... Are you ready for more bad news? Tell me. Lene gets uh, diagnosed with leukemia <gasps> while she is in this coma. No, really? Yes. You don't say. Yes. And then amputee. No. Double amputee. Not yet. No. Okay. But this, of course, hits Manti personally because his both of his grandfathers died from cancer. No. Yep. And he says, all I could think about at that point was I got to get her off life support. Yeah. And... It went on for a month. So she could die. I got to get her off life support, dude. <laughs> that would have been the best case scenario for him. So you got to get her off. <laughs> so he goes back to Hawaii and then, um, you know, they're on the phone and he's hearing the breathing. And then he says, I heard her say my name just faintly. Hello? <laughs> hello 
And then I heard her say my name again, Manti? But it was clear. And then she said my name again, Manti? And the breathing stops. And (gasps) she's like, Manti, it's me. And then he's like, I just started crying. It'd been a month. Yeah. Out of the coma. I had that effect on somebody that yeah. I brought them back. back from a coma. And my mom came outside and she saw me and I told her what happened and we're all just happy. And man, it brings back so many emotions. Jeez. Well, Atilia says, I first heard that he was talking to Lene his junior year and he'd been talking to this girl in California and she got into an accident and that's how I'd found out about her. And we knew it was a long distance relationship because, you know, Manti was busy with football. Mm-hmm. Well, Manti says, I was aware that if I told my dad that I fell for a girl I hadn't met, that it'd be a little weird. Right. And Brian, the dad says, I was concerned about this relationship being long distance because I'm old school. He's like, you know, I, I make $150. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's how old school he is. I rip a coconut down from a tree. Yeah. Uh, we sit, park at the beach right. and I say, hey, you know, is this love going to last? Yeah. So <laughs> Brian says, um, I was just thinking, you know, if this kid's into this cloak and dagger kind of relationship, I don't want to know anything. And Robbie, the friend says, for me, I just felt like Lene just must have been the most unlucky human of all time. And I was skeptical. So he starts doing research. And he looks up the Orange County uh, accident reports, can't find anything. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, Otilla says we had found out that we had family members that were familiar with Lene. Remember Shiloh? Right, right. He says when he took it more serious with her, I just let him do his thing and stayed out of the way. Well, Brian says because she was Polynesian, you know, certain red flags the caution tape gets removed. Yeah. And Manti says, it's hard, you know? So let's talk about this. He says, the main thing is it wasn't in the culture back then. In 2009, there was no such thing. Nobody knew about catfishing. Now, that's kind of accurate. Yeah. Catfishing came out, the show in 2010. But he's also talking like if it's 2009. This is actually like 2000... uh, is junior year, so 2011-ish. Oh. So, you know, anyway, Shiloh says, um, we didn't know what catfishing was, you know, and nobody really dated outside of our small little town. So when you get a girl from California talking to you, you could say that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And Manti says, this was the fact that I held on to, that I had verified her existence with people I personally knew. Right. So he goes a step further. Verified, and I'm doing air quotes here. He does another one. He finds somebody else and DMs this guy and says, Hey, Lyle, you probably don't know who I am, but I'm Manti, and I want to ask you who Lene is. Sorry for bothering you, bro. And he responds, What's up, Oos? Uh, I know who you are. You're that man amongst men in Notre Dame. But yeah, Oos, I know who she is. Lenny Kukua, right? And he's like, yeah, Oos, you know her? What the fuck is, what is that Oos. fuck? <laughs> he goes, yeah, Oos, what's up? What the fuck does Oos mean? <laughs> That's like a Polynesian word for bro, I guess. Oh, God. And he's like, no, nah, we've just been talking, Oos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Oos, Oos. Um, 
you know, this is the other thing. What up, Boos? We got to remember, Shiloh had been in a prior relationship. Sup, Boosies? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Let's go. So. Yeah. Say the last part again. Shiloh what? Shiloh had also had this previous relationship with Lene. Oh, yeah. But it's not confirmed if it was an onliner or, or if, if it was in real life. If it was a dick and butter. <laughs> dick and butter. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd order on the English countryside. I'll have some spotted oh, dick. Oh. I'll have some spotted dick. <laughs> what was it? Some spotted dick? Yeah, spotted dick. <laughs> no, dick and spotted butter. Oh. Well, I mean, that's what they say a spot of tea. Let me get a spot of tea. Anyway. Oh, my God. Too much. Well, at this point, um, Naya says. It, it had gotten serious at this point. <laughs> still, making, still cracking myself up. Sorry. Dude, whatever it takes. <laughs> okay, go on. There was no turning back. So after his junior year, he has the opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, declare for the draft. Right. Because right. he's right. already, you know. Served his time. Well, they're saying, you know, you're going to go in the first round. Yeah. And it's millions of dollars at yeah, stake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it would have affected the family, obviously, tremendously. Dad's not going to have to make $150 a yeah. week. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, overnight. He's making uh, rounds on the dinner awards circuit. He's winning yeah. trophies. And he says, look, it didn't affect me. It affected my entire family. And, you know, Naya, he says he called me. And I remember telling him, you have to see the bigger vision. You need to focus. You need to get, you know, your mind right. Because everything you want to do for your family, you will not get there partying. Now, I got no indication that this guy partied at all. In fact, yeah. I doubt he had a drink. I mean, I remember him growing up, uh, not like growing up, but as playing fantasy football, you tend to follow some of these people a yeah. little bit in high school and college. Yeah. A little bit, but like... Yeah, everybody talked talked about how this guy was a fucking saint, didn't party, yeah. none of that bullshit. Yeah. Well, he says at this point, that made my focus even sharper because I knew that if I just did my job and lived a pure life, that the Lord would help me out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he makes this big decision and he's like, I'm coming back for my senior year. Um, and he says, look, I know it's a huge risk because if I go out there and get hurt my senior year, I'm not getting drafted. So uh, we see him. It is Rocky Four. He's on the Woodway treadmill. Yeah. He's running in the snow, doing weights. And Naya says, as he started to make that commitment and make it more serious, he's doing well. And good things started happening. Um, he started to see the difference in himself and the impact it was having on his team. And Naya says, I felt like I was spiritually as strong as I've ever been because I was focused. And as the relationship ship grew stronger um so did the success mm. and in a weird way i started to be interested in football again ah uh he had head coaches but i would literally say hey here's some things to look out for um but um you know some tendencies yeah, yeah. You, you drop your shoulder too early on the fucking day wow you really know a lot about football we see your next text it says stop the ball the run or break up the pass and move on to the next, babe. I encourage you, babe, to manage the pace and flow wow. of your defense, babe. <laughs> she <laughs> thinks she's, she's like the defensive she's, coordinator yeah, now. Yeah, she's like, you got to manage the flow? Like, what the fuck? Well, here's what... You can't even manage your flow. Here's what's weird. 
here's what's weird. She says in the next game, exactly what I pointed out happened. And we ended up winning that game because of a defensive effort. And I remember he did talk about having trust issues and just not being able to talk to anyone. And I think that because we were able to have those type of communications, Lene became a rock for him. And I became more and more invested emotionally as well. See, here's the thing. Yep. You just need a bro that you can have phone sex with. Really what this comes down to. <laughs> it really does. As long as you have a bro that, that could come off of a passively That sounds hot, hot as voice. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is fucking application. Well, here's the thing. Manti really wants to see her. And there's discussions yeah. Yeah, about going to see her. But she's always coming up with last minute I wonder excuses. what, like, so, but he, so he's seen a picture of Lene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's his Jack picture that's Jack when he pick. listens to the, the voice. Pick. Do you think he has to like, hey, let me get a picture of you. And it's like, he's got to go like stalk Lene and like see if he can like, oh, oh, hey, man, look over here real quick. I no? mean, this okay, is the right. equivalent of fucking jacking off to a Playboy magazine yeah. in the 80s. You know, he's he doesn't have a lot to work with. He, he fucking met. Hey, I think somebody stole your uh, identity and like uh, made a fake account of yours. Well, I, like who knows if he's even got a bathing suit picture. Okay, the only yeah. one I really saw was just a, like a high school yearbook headshot yeah. type picture. <laughs> and I was like, hey, send me, send me, a, hey, let me, let me get a picture of you uh, topless. But it's a picture of somebody outside of the window <laughs> taking a picture of her topless. And it's like, wait a minute, who the fuck took that picture, dude? <laughs> 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 okay that's good that's good All right. so anyway she keeps coming up with excuses and her biggest excuse is you can't see me like this i have to heal up because you got to remember she's got the the leukeme she's got the leukeme and she's got bad i got ran off the road in a car crash body so she's yeah, dealing yeah, with yeah. a lot of shit she got a crash body <laughs> 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 so got to remember at this point he's projected to go mid first round yeah uh and, and he ended up going what i'll tell you we'll get, sh- 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 okay, we'll get okay. there she says i'm happy i was like super proud of him but at the same th- time yeah. things start getting rocky uh-huh and manti, manti agrees and he says my relationship with Lene is up and down at this point because his fame's climbing. And she says communication started to get distant. Well, what does she do? She acts jelly. Uh, she gets on Twitter and she's like, you could tweet to other females, but you don't have time to text or call me back. Mama didn't raise no fool. Wow. <laughs> well, that tweet got 28 retweets and oh, eight favorites. Wow. So as the golden child of Notre Dame, you know, uh, Manti has an entourage that follows yeah. him around and he says yeah. they're flaming my ego yeah. and everybody's telling me what I want to hear um, and which is like hey we really like that titty picture yeah. from that guy that shot it outside the window yeah. <laughs> can I see that picture again? Yeah, 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 yeah. you're the man bro uh, anyway uh, she says she starts losing control of this situation yeah. and then she's not happy well let's go to September 12th 2012 Manti he says, I get a call at 6 a.m. that morning mm-hmm. telling me that my grandmother passed away. Uh, it was an extremely somber day for me. Sure. 
And after reflecting about it, you know, I was hurting really bad. Right. Uh, I was being very short with people in my life, including Lene, and I didn't want to talk to people. And uh, luckily, she died. (laughs) And I think it killed her. Naya says, I remember arguing with him and saying, What's going on? The way that he was responding was like short answered, where I felt like he was hiding something. And he's like, Yeah, I got another secret fake girlfriend. (laughs) And I'm telling you, uh, she says, I'm not proud. I'm not proud and I'm not happy with the decisions I made. Are you ready for the big bombshell? Oh boy. Manti, keep Man. in mind, same yeah. day as grandma dies. Yeah. He gets back to the football facility and he's getting ready to practice and he gets a call from Lene's brother. Mm-hmm. And Air quotes again. Yep. Naya says, I pretended to be his brother. Right. And he the brother No, really. The brother is crying hysterically on uh. the phone. And he's like, Yo, what's going on? And Yo, what happened? Yeah, my honey's dead. Yeah, he's like, what's happening? And he says, all I could remember is he said she was gone, and I just found out that I lost my grandmother that morning, and then I just found out that Lene passed away. Uh, she wanted all the attention onto her. Naya says, I don't know what the heck inside of me thought that he was going to handle it well, but uh, <laughs> he didn't handle it well. Actually, he got twice as bad. She's hearing him slam things and throw things in the locker room. He's screaming. He's crying. And, you know, she said, I never felt that type of pain before. Uh, well, the, Otilia, the mom, says we get a call from Lene's brother yeah. saying that Lene had passed away. Uh-huh. Well, Naya says, of course, I called as Lene's brother. Right. I felt like the worst person in the entire world. Uh-huh. But I'm telling you, in that time frame and where my mind was, I didn't want to just end it with Manti. I wanted to end it with Lene. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Otilla and Brian, they open up about their family experiences with their parents dying of cancer. And, and their catfishing mind, experiences. <laughs> and keep in mind, they're dealing with their, you know, grand, they're one of their mothers who just died, and they're grieving, and they're going through their own family tragedy. And they're on the phone with uh, the brother for hours. And Grandpa, can you tell us some of your catfishing experiences? <laughs> I had it fried once. <laughs> and uh, one time, one latched onto my toe. Um, Sorry. Stupid. It's, it's great. Thanks, buddy. So uh, Jack says, he's the AD, he says, you know, we're going through this, but we got big games coming up. Yeah, I mean, so, it's fucking millions of dollars at Michigan stake. Michigan State's coming up here. Yeah. Yeah, big big game. Wolverines. Uh, that's actually the Spartans. Uh, Michigan uh, Wolverines is University of Michigan. Oh, what'd you say? I said Michigan State. Oh, you did say Michigan mm-hmm. State? My bad. So anyway, before the game, uh, he gets a call from Lene's sister this time. She says, Manti, I know you got a big game, mm-hmm. but I just want to let you know that Lene wrote you letters ahead of time before every game for you this year. Oh, uh, boy. And he said, I read the letter, yeah. and that's when I made the decision that I'm going to make this not about me, but something bigger for everyone else. Uh-oh. So the news runs with this story. Okay? Yeah. yeah, I remember. Now, the announcer says... I even did one of those hacky uh, 
oh, here's a picture of me and my girlfriend thing, and it's just me about like me kissing my girlfriend. But it's, it's like, just no, you holding up yeah, nothing. Nothing. Um, so we hear the news on Tuesday morning. Manti's grandmother passed away, and just a few short hours later, his girlfriend lost her lengthy battle with leukemia. They don't say anything about car crash body. Right. Uh, Manti didn't have any thought to missing tonight's game. In fact, Coach Kelly wanted him to skip practice, and Manti said no. And he said, my mind was so clear, and when I was in that game, everything made sl- move slow, and I just played for a bigger purpose than myself. So, you know, they track him down after the game, and they're like, can you talk to us about your emotions tonight? And he said, they were with me, you know, both of them. They were with me on the field, and I know I'm going to see him again. Yeah. Well, they do a sit-down, long-term, uh, long version interview. When is it ever enough? Even in heaven, they gotta look at you, watch your stupid fucking games. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the interview, Manti says, "I cried, I yelled, you know, you took the love of my life." And the last thing she said to me was, "I love you." And from here, it just it transcends college sports at this point. It's fucking everywhere. And Jack, the AD, said, I never experienced anything like this mm-hmm. in all my time in sports. And Robbie says he was the biggest story. And one of the announcers says 2012 is rightly remembered as the year of Manti Teo. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, too, some shit like that can get a lot of people fired. Like it can it can clear out a whole program. Yeah. Just some even doesn't matter how good you guys do or whatever. Some bullshit like that. Some simple, <clears throat> considering this is all true. Yeah. Not that I believe it all true, but I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I don't it, believe it's all true. I think but regard, that's why, and that's why good PR teams will put out a documentary to get ahead of a story, like I always absolutely. say. But, yeah, some bullshit like this, which I don't agree with necessarily, but some bullshit like this will fucking clear out a whole department. Dude, here's how big it was. A whole program. Here's how big it was. Every online retailer ran out of stock of Rudy the movie. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like his jersey or something like that. I like, made I made that part up. Uh, all right. He's on every, he, epi- he's, every episode. He he's on, me one. He's on every magazine. Sports Illustrated. Uh-huh, that's, that was a great one. Though. Yep. Um, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are hanging out at the sidelines at Notre Dame games. Mm-hmm. I did not see Jan F- on Friday. Just because it's it's the place to be. I'm sure there are other people other than those two. That well, that's who they showed in the movie, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are much more important people than that. Well, Naya says, I didn't expect it to blow up. Vince Vaughn? <laughs> Vince Vaughn was on the sideline? You don't say. Who was the other guy? Owen Wilson. Oh, they were probably filming their stupid fucking movies together. Probably. Um, but Naya says, this can't be good at this point. Um, so Jack, in a press conference says, we have been incredibly privileged at the University of Notre Dame to have a student athlete who so perfectly captures the value of this institution. And Brian's like, you know, his dad's like, tremendous senior year. I was so proud of him. And, of course, the news runs with this because the Irish go 12-0. and 0. Oh, They're yeah. undefeated. Yep, yep, yep. Now, not only are they... His junior year, you're saying. Senior year. His senior year, okay. Not only are they 12-0... and 0, but Manti gets catapulted into the rare air of Heisman, Heisman Trophy, Trophy consideration. Consideration. Which is very rare for defensive players. Very rare. The only one I can remember was Desmond Howard in the early 90s. 
I feel uh, like somebody recently might have gotten it. I don't think so. It's always a quarter. Okay, so then what? Like, so then recently, what's been happening then is what's never really happened in the past is is uh, Super Bowl MVPs going to those. Uh, they're giving it a lot of the times to those like um, the quarterback. The, it's all the love, bro. Yeah, you know how that uh, is. Yeah, the uh, stars. Get there the was uh, Doom Doomerville. Doomerville. What's it? anyway? No, yeah. ah, not Doom. Anyway, yeah, not right. Doomerville. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so, you know, things are just like getting out of control and Naya says, you have to be humble. Okay. Um, and he was like, yeah, thanks, babe. I'll be humble, you know? And Naya says in a weird way, it kind of brought a little of peace to me just to know that the message, you know, it got across. Be That's humble. cool. Like, yeah. So he, he got to say his last, she got to say her last words to him without, you know. These aren't her last words. I, These are her last, last words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... yeah they're her last before words. <laughs> yeah. That's so, nice. Put it all in a nice, neat little package. Time to look forward to the national championship game wow. against 12 and 1 Alabama. Alabama. I remember the game. Yep. Um, well, Naya says, as crazy it sounds at this time, I too was mourning Lene. Yeah, it is crazy, you sick bitch. Yeah, I mean it's not crazy. <laughs> no, yeah, it's actually not crazy at all that you feel that you're mourning. Like you're, you've entwined yourself in this alter persona, alternative persona. She says, all "When she hurt, I hurt." All these years of that being the other me, I had to become so wrapped up in this whole other life. I missed the relationship. Yeah, she's probably following her on like a daily basis. Like, what'd you do today? She's like, oh, yeah, I just went and got an ice cream today. And she's repeating that to Manti. She's like, oh, I just went and got an ice cream. Got a, Oh, my God, I got my nails done. Oh, it's great. She says, I miss conversations. I miss, you know, shooting that text back and getting something back. Yeah, I and I alive. Just, I just didn't want to let it go. Yeah. Well, the last game of the season was UC, USC in L.A. And Manti says, I would sporadically check in on the family and see how they're doing. Uh, the world of Lene consisted of Lene, as we know, yeah. her sister Uliani, her brother, her mom, and Renaya. I was told that Renaya was Lene's cousin, and Lene had his little niece. Mm. So after Lene dies, yeah. Renaya gets the kid. Yes. Well, uh, the kid's name is Puka. Ah. So Naya says, my baby sister uh -huh. was like little at the time. That's who Puka really was. And there were times when he, the Puka would be playing on my phone and he would call and I had to explain to him, oh, that's my niece, Puka. Uh, and Manti says, I would talk to the niece sometimes and, you know, see how she was doing. Mm -hmm. Well, we actually hear a voicemail uh -huh. left on Manti's phone mm -hmm. from Puka. Oh, no, really? Hi, Uncle Manti. Oh, no. It's me, Puka. Oh, no. I miss you and love you. Bye. See, it's easy to do a kid's voice. So you can't do a chick's voice. Fake? No, it was, was a real kid. Who knows? Who knows at this point? It's it fake. sounded like a baby to me. It's fake? Though. It's not a real puka. <laughs> I don't know. It's lady doing a fake baby. Naya says she's doing a fake baby. <laughs> doing a fake baby. Naya says oh it was God. wild, it was reckless, <laughs> it was crazy. That's You're crazy. sure fucking right it was, oh, Renaya. Yeah. Now, are you ready for it to get creepy, Dave? Okay. Uh, well, Manti says, I was talking to one of the family members, right. and they wanted to meet up after the game. 
Mm-hmm. Well, Naya says he actually wanted to see Puka. So a part of me felt like this is super risky. And then there's this part of me that just couldn't let it go. <sighs> so Renaya shows <clears throat> up with Puka. Wow. But Renaya is pretending to be the brother of Lene. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Yep. This is fucking weird, dude. Yep. Or fake. Naya says, I had a connection, but there was nowhere in his mind that I was Lene. Yeah. Manti says, I asked, where's the rest of the family? They said, oh, we, they had to go somewhere. I just wanted to bring Puka. She wanted to see you. Yeah. And Naya says, my baby sister has this whole like infatuation with Build-A-Bear. Huh. She loved Build-A-Bear. Huh. So we went to the mall and she actually got one and took it to him. And Manta's like, the little girl handed me a stuffed bear. Wow. She said it was Lene's favorite and she wanted me to give it to you. Yeah. And Robbie says, you know, I was always skeptical of the intentions of Renaya and, you know, some of the folks within the story. But, you know, I met the little girl and the little girl said she missed Auntie Lene. Yeah. So, you know, this dude coached a toddler. It's crazy. So fucking crazy. Sorry, I can't call him a dude. Yeah, she yeah. coached. She, she, yeah. Fucking crazy. There's a clip, uh-huh. a video clip uh-huh. where we see this. Okay. Where Renaya embraces no. Manti. Oh boy. And then holds up Puka. Yeah. And then Manti's like, oh, oh Puka, fuck. thank you for the builder bear. She says, That's crazy. Naya, it was crazy just to know that I was standing before this person who I had carried on this, <laughs> you know. Who had jacked to his voice for how many fucking months? Online relationship. He's been having a fucking phone jack sex she says this it was nothing creep it was nothing creepish creep okay where it was like finally yeah, I get it was to hug. it yeah. wasn't creepish it was yeah. creepy dude <laughs> yeah. it wasn't nothing it wasn't anything creepish. it was right? nothing creepish where it was like finally i get to hug you or finally i get to embrace you <laughs> yeah, nah yeah, yeah. No, it no, wasn't it was like, like that actually it was yeah it was it's a, exactly yeah. what it fucking if my was, boner had fucking... been cut off it would have been raging <laughs> that she says, I knew in my heart that it was not over. Yeah. How's it going to be? How's it going to not be over? Oh, <laughs> like James Brown. Well, oh, come well, back to life. You ready for a little uh, creep level notch up? Creep level. Creep level. Yeah. Creep. Creep con five. Let's go to creep con five. Yeah. Creep con one, I think, is the bad uh, one. Yeah, you're right. It would be creep con backwards. One the bad one, yeah. Let's go to creep con one. Yeah. It's December 2012. After the USC game, Manti says, I got a call from Lene's sister. We were just catching up in the middle of that conversation. The girl says, hey, it's me. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me? I'm, I'm back. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, Manti, listen to me. It's me. It's Brian, your father. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It's Mufasa. What? What? I said, "Who's me?" And she's like, "It's Lene." It's Lene. And I'm like, "Dude, come on! Who's fucking with me? You can't play. Who's fucking with me? With me, man! Don't be fucking with me!" He says, "You can't play games like that." No, no, no. 
And she's like, I love you. She says, for real, it's me. For real. And I just hung up the phone. Oh, good. And they call back. It's me, baby. Is it from the same phone number? Same phone number. No. And then, this is Manti. They went on a whole spiel about. I, I guess she's, and then called the brother. I, I guess she's alive. I don't, I don't know. And then she's on the other line. No, baby. Yeah, baby, I'm alive. Yes, yeah, she's. It's like Phil Hendry. He right. says. Okay, picks up the phone when they call back. Okay. And he says, I don't believe anything you were saying to me. Mm-hmm. And he says, they went on a whole spiel about how Lene got into some trouble and she had to go into hiding. And Manti says, okay, Whoa. well, if you're going to send me a picture, you got to do this because I want proof. And he says, this picture is going to need a few things. It's going to be my the date. <laughs> One is the date. Yeah. And I want your initials on there. And lastly, I need the hang loose. The hang loose side. Oh, my God. Because everybody knows that from me. Oh, my God. Like, they always see me throw the hang loose, and it means I'm a lie boy. Oh, fucking <laughs> cringy. But so, okay. But good for him. The picture comes. Wow. We see... Lene, uh-huh. holding a piece of paper. Right. Her initials are there. Uh-huh. The date's there. Yeah. She's throwing up the hang loose. Now, why can't we be on video phone? I'm man. a lie boy. Yeah. And that's when everything went chaotic. Chaotic. So you ready for part two? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. So did we? Do we resolve how he got the picture? Was it like photoshopped or? Who knows? We don't know. But he got the picture. Of the girl? Yeah. It's actually her? Yes. So it's Manti not Photoshop, or we don't know? Didn't look Photoshop to me. Oh. Uh, but Manti, you know. It's like it was her. Hey, Isn't that, she dead, though? So is this lady actually dead, or she just got into a car accident? No, remember? She came out and said, I wasn't really dead. I went into hiding. She did, but the actual girl that would, the picture was taken from. How could she be dead? He's got the picture of her was with the Was she ever initials. actually in a car accident? No. Oh, okay. No, you the might one, just meet her. The one in the picture. Yeah. She was never in a never car accident. Never in a car accident. Okay. And you know what? You might just meet her in the second half of uh, wow. today's show. Well, I figured as much. I, f- I mean, well, that I know because that I did that much of it of the story I know. All okay. right. Well, part we two opens. So you're trying to tell me we never find out if the picture, how we get the picture. Oh, we're going to learn. Oh, so we do find out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good. So here's the thing. Part two opens. And again, we see this title on screen. That says, at the time of filming, mm-hmm. subjects were not aware that Ronaya identifies as a transgender woman. Got it. So apparently, you know, this all came out in post-production. She was just like, just so you guys know, the interview I was doing with you, you know, I'm, and just so you know, I need to give you a visualization. I get it. Every time they're like, just, just so you know, every time they yeah. mentioned how big this person's penis was, they didn't know <laughs> she was a woman. So here's here's what you need to envision Renaya looking yeah. at, or Naya in these interviews. Yes. Um, heavy set. Yeah. Great. Long hair. Right. Um, she wears these pants up to her waist. I mean, like halfway up to her chest. Yeah, it's, it's in style. I guess. So we're going to open on a gmail email account okay all right you can just call it a gmail account yeah a gmail account and uh we hear a man's voice by the name of jack dickey 
Okay. Okay. I don't know who Jack Dickey is. Jackie oh. Dickey's a new you, guy. You were looking at. Oh, I thought you were looking at me like we we were supposed to know who this. Okay. It's a hell of a first first and last Jack name. Jack Dickey. Jack Dickey. It's <laughs> so. a good point. Jack. I'm telling you, there's always a fucking Jack. There's always a dick. Yeah. There's always a something like well, a, Jack Dickey. He's a very boisterous guy. He yeah. says Friday afternoon, a tip comes in. I'm an intern, which was unpaid. And I was paying sandwiches. Obviously, it looks like he was paying a lot of sandwiches. Yeah. And he's like, occasionally we get a bottle of booze. Cock meat sandwich. <laughs> Tips at Deadspin were basically junk. Like, hey, check out a funny picture I took of the weather broadcast where the radar pattern looks kind of like a dick. Yeah. Back Jack, to your Jack Dickey. Oh, Jack Dickey. But occasionally someone would give you a story you could check out. Yeah. And because I was an eager college student, I thought, I'll check it out. Oh, gosh. So Jack Dickey's not even from, like, the back in the day? No. Uh, he's like a current Jack Dickey. No, this is Jack Dickey presently. Yeah. But back in 2012, he was an intern. But, yeah, but that's still pretty young yeah. for a person. Yeah. So the tip says... I'm, in other words, I meant I thought he sounded like an old-timey guy. No, I'm Jack Dickey. No, no. He's, he's just a very boisterous, you know reporter yeah and he's got a this kind of attitude got it and the subject line of the email read Vanti teo's non-existent dead girlfriend right uh the the email read i know you guys get thousands of tips that are out there or crazy this is one that should be looked into yeah i was born and raised a lie boy on the north shore of oahu while Manti Teo is a loved native son here in Hawaii, he is also a fraud. Yeah. The story about his girlfriend dying is completely made up. Aww. Please use the actual reporting skills you have to find the truth. Much aloha, signed Chris. <laughs> okay. And Jack Dickey says, boy, that would be <laughs> fucking crazy if it was true. <laughs> so let's go to... Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Got it. Jack Dickey. <clears throat> I sent the tip to Tim Burke. Tim is sort of a brilliant, eccentric master of databases and analysis. Database. And, and he just had tools that none of us had and that I would wager at the time maybe a dozen journalists in the whole yeah. country had. Yeah. Now, he's not lying. We see yeah, yeah, Tim yeah. set up. Yeah. He's got 16 video monitors yeah. up. All right, a keyboard. It's some nerd stuff we're looking yeah, at. Yeah. Well, Tim says, before I started working for Deadspin, I traveled. I know exactly what databases he's talking about, too. In some interesting online circles, including Anonymous, the notorious online hacker group. And he said, I developed a reputation as somebody who could find things. Um, this tip is not like most tips. This tip is different. So I Googled Lene Kukua. Every single result, uh, there was a story about she was the dead girlfriend of Notre Dame linebacker Manti Teo. Right. She physically did not exist outside of being Manti Teo's dead girlfriend, which was the whole story to me. Interesting. Now, meanwhile, you got to remember, Manti's up for the Heisman Trophy Awards. Yeah. So we're at the awards ceremony. They're getting ready to do the presentation. And... At this point, Manti says, I had got a call two days earlier oh, that the girl who man. I thought was dead is actually alive. And now I'm at the Heisman ceremony in New York City. Uh, I'm always making it about her, that slut. And I got a national so champion. Even when men are women, they're sluts. <laughs> 
He says, I also have a national championship game. I got to get ready to play in. And I don't know what to think at this point. I don't know what to do. Like, what's true? What's not true? And I can't tell anybody what's going on. I mean, what would you think? So I just stuck to the script. Mm-hmm. They're like, Manta, you're very resilient. Yeah. You lose your girlfriend uh, as well as your grandmother. grandmother? Within 24 hours? Poor Granny. She gets overshadowed in this whole thing, dude. Uh, she does. I'm Man, just curious. Do a fucking documentary on Grandma now. I'm just curious. What made you keep playing the game? Some kids would have taken some time off. And Manti says, I got my faith. I drew my strength from faith, from the Heavenly Father, and same thing that everybody should draw yeah. strength from. Well, Tim says, to me... Someone who recognizes what the Notre Dame football mythos is. This which was, one is mythos? <laughs> I know pathos. I know ethos. Which Myth, one's the mythos? Just take mythology uh, and just say mythos. The mythos of I got yeah. it. Cool. So um, you know we have a Notre Dame star linebacker who loses his family members and dedicates a season to him. That's a Notre Dame football story. And Dickie says, Notre Dame football is built on the foundational myths. Rudy. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Win one for the Gipper. It's the nexus of football and literally religion. Which one's the win one for the Gipper? Uh, that was the old speech that the coach gave. For uh, Lombardi? Halftime speech. No. Oh, you're talking about uh, yeah, in Notre Dame? Yeah. That, that it's Rudy's not just Reagan running around saying, Gipper? win one for the Gipper. It goes back to Notre Dude, Dame. New yeah, Rock I just, shit, I, I just went to the Rogan Museum a couple few months back. The Rogan Museum? The yeah, Reagan Museum. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, the Rogan Museum has a bunch of fucking uh, yeah. mushrooms, and yeah, there's an alien uh, exhibit. As a um, UFC. Now, what you should do is take mushrooms and go to the Reagan Memorial. I went. Okay. I mean, not on mushrooms, but it's pretty. Anyway, Manti says, the thing that really helped me this year is my relationship with my Heavenly Father uh, and strengthening my spiritual side of my life. And I think I attribute everything that I've accomplished this year to that. By the way, what I imagine mar-a-lago to be mm-hmm. is what the reagan library is for the trailer trash version like the trailer <laughs> trash mar-a-lago basically okay. it's basically just a just a bunch of trump supporters right just sitting around having lunch and shit all day oh at the country club at, yeah it's like the, it's the museum but they have like a little club kind of a thing yeah. Be- uh, beer tasting and shit well right, sorry go on tim says through the sports <clears throat> news media there were millions and millions of people who knew there was a notre dame football player whose grandmother and girlfriend had died the same night sure one problem his girlfriend did not exist ah. so i started a google doc and sort of laid out what i thought the natural progression of events ought to be the first one obviously like does lene kukua exist dickie where did she die yeah how old was she when she died? Did she die before or after Manti's grandma? So they do this search. Um, isn't that even in itself? I get the whole thing about, you know, him lying about yeah. his girlfriend kind of a thing. He's, he hasn't, ta- but, he didn't but, lie about uh, the right, girlfriend. Right, exactly. But the, isn't just like this whole like searching into, like, doesn't it, isn't that just kind of a little weird also? No, and here's why. Okay. What they find is that they had major publications often the same day that described the events in wildly different ways. 
So you had Sports Illustrated describing Manti's Teo's grandmother dying before Manti Teo's girlfriend and other publications reporting that the girlfriend died and then the grandmother died. <clears throat> and that's a pretty important distinction. Mm-hmm. And Tim says we saw these newspapers. So they're like we're gonna we're doing it to call out these publications exactly for, what for they not do. for not doing their work. Correct. We're gonna, go, we're gonna destroy this guy's life. Correct. With this fake transgender girlfriend, and uh, and uh, you know they say this is a story about how Sports Illustrated. I thought you the, say extorty. Okay. And the New York Times and ESPN all fell for a hoax. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not trying to go after Manti. Yeah. They're going after big business. I get Keep it. in mind, Deadspin. They're smart how they spun that. Well, they're Deadspin. They did. They did spun but it. But you have to remember, there's only eight people that work for Deadspin. Yeah. So okay. they're like, we got the fucking as there only should be. Yeah. Uh, Dickie's like the opportunity <laughs> to make God. ESPN this look guy. stupid. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, come on. That's how he talks. Okay, I get it. That's how you talk too. No, that's how he talks. <laughs> he says that's what we're there for. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that we took every step to verify that uh, we were on the right track. All but, right, kudos, kudos. Yep. So Tim can't be, can't be getting down on uh, good independent journalism. Exactly, can I, can man. I? So they're harassing Stanford. They're like, did Lene Kakua was she ever a student here? They're calling funeral homes in Ew. California yeah. to see if anybody that find me Kukua. Kukua, where's where's she buried hey, at? Kukui. That reminds me of from Training Day. Hey, Kukui. I don't remember that. Oh no, oh. no. <laughs> the only thing I remember from Training Day is something I can't say on the air. <laughs> Dicky, uh, he says death notices, obituaries, articles about her life that don't mention Manti Teo. Nothing in the databases that we were searching. Revealed Lene existed. Yeah. Then we started to wonder, could Manti have been involved in any way? Well, Tim says Manti Teo, of course, had this amazing year. And you got to remember, it's not... Greatest typical. phone sex of his life. <laughs> it's not typical that that sort of season he had gets you invited to the Heisman. Yeah. Trophy finalist. And you two know. days before the fucking Heisman, this bitch calls. Yeah. What a piece of shit. And says, I'm back. I'm back. So. They're back. Tim's whole point of contention is you can't deny that this story put him into a conversation for the Heisman Trophy that probably wouldn't have been there had this story not developed. Okay. So, you know. Yeah, because do- if it's just his grandmother dying, nobody yeah. gives a fuck. Yeah. Grandmother and girlfriend. But I, yeah. I remember even not even caring, dude. Well, it was a story for a week. No, it was longer than that, dude. I mean. uh, and I'll get to why in a moment. So you were at the Heisman Award. Chris Fowler's there. And, you know, he's getting ready to give out the award. And Dickie said, we did have a pretty good hunch that he knew this thing had happened to him. And uh, Fowler's like, you know, Manti, you're excellent at studying the nuances of the game. When you look at that trophy... What do you notice about the player there? And Manti says, we're on stage at the ceremony, and I remember I'm asked a question about Lene on the stage. And he said, what do I say now? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's real, what isn't real. I should just answer their question, see if you win the Heisman, and we'll figure everything out. Well, good thing he didn't win the fucking Heisman. 
Right. So have to give some <laughs> fucking speech about. Uh, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll, I love my girlfriend. He says, "I'll never forget the time," because they do ask him, and he does answer a little bit. He says, yeah. "I'll never forget the time that I found out my girlfriend passed away, and the first person to run to my aid was defensive coordinator Coach Diaco." Oh. Um. Now, Manti says, should I have said on a national stage at the Heisman that, hey, I just got a phone call two days ago that the person who said she was dead is now alive? Do I do that? No. You tell me if I do no, that. No, 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 no. Drum roll. It's Heisman time. And the 2012 winner of the Heisman Trophy is Johnny Manziel. Man, Manny Manz, <laughs> Money Manziel. We did have a request from a listener to to talk about the Manziel doc. Apparently, there is one out. So oh, that be, could be fun. Mm-hmm. So Dickie says, we start to figure out what we need to prove that the tip is correct and that all these stories are incorrect. Jack took on finding the identity of the person behind it. And I took on finding the identity of the person who actually appeared in the images. You have a mystery woman. Let's find her. Well, at this time, Naya says, I'm losing it. I couldn't share with anyone how I was feeling, the pain, the guilt, how it was eating me up inside. Like I couldn't share these feelings with anyone. I just ate away. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost sense of direction. I lost every piece of a moral compass. I lost it all. I remember thinking to myself, there's no more hiding, no more running, no more trying to cover up. I got to come clean. I sat my mom down first, and I remember sitting there just crying. Immediately, she's like, we need to talk to your dad. Mm -hmm. I told him everything, the life of Lene and the catfishing, and it was the first time that I opened up about my sexuality. So let's move to Christmas day of 2012. Manti says, after the Heisman, I went home for Christmas. I knew I had to tell my parents and I needed help. Yeah. I told my parents exactly what it was. I said, listen, I don't know what's going on. I got this phone call. I don't know if Lene is alive or if she's dead. And they looked at me and they're confused. So they're like, well, you never met this fucking person, stupid. Pretty much. That's what dad's saying. Uh, he's like, I only make guy. 150 bucks a week, but yeah. I know yeah. <laughs> you got to meet the person. That uh, motherfucker lived on a fucking island for his whole life. Yeah, I think he's, I, I don't know why this bugs me so much, but you got to bring in more than tr- 150 bucks a week. It's no the Mormonism too, I'm sure. Yeah, whatever. But they're like, this is a sick joke. Well, they call, they have an uncle in the family and the uncle's like, dude, you're getting catfished. Manti's, mm-hmm. Manti's like, what's catfish? Yeah. And he said, I never heard the term. It's usually not a girl on the other end, let me tell you. <laughs> he said, when they explained it to me, I still couldn't understand mm-hmm. what that catfishing even entailed. Yeah. Again, uh, the Mormon thing. I guess. <laughs> Brian said, you know, you put our family in a bad light, and you should have known. Um, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. Manti's like immediately. Well, I guess for months. I wonder if he ever sent her money. I, they don't, I don't think so, because mm. they, I think they would have brought that up. Yeah. Well, it's 12 days until the national championship. They probably made him take it out even if they did bring it up. All right, go. So Jack, the AD, he says on the 26th, Manti shared us the information Mm -hmm. that he learned about the woman he believed to be his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. and we were bewildered. Right. And in some ways, the most significant question from the university was, how do we handle this piece of information we have? 
an enterprise like a major university has a lot of outside consultants and others who come in with advice. And the consistent theme of the advice was, yeah, we don't need to say anything publicly right now, yeah. but we do need to find out what happened and be very, very careful. Well, Tim says this was not, you know, the busy journalism movie set you see. Right. It's just Jack and I. He's <laughs> okay. He's he's at his parents' house. We're, what what are we? Twelve years old. <laughs> it's just Jack and I. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. So Jack Jack and I were working the story. Jack and I are doing, <laughs> doing hard, it's so stupid. Hard nose. Oh, there you go. Hard uh, nose. Beat. <laughs> Hold on. Jack and I are doing the hard nose beat reporting. Yeah, dude. Go, man. <laughs> Fucking stupid. I'm in my office in St. So Petersburg dumb. and we get a steady workflow going. Huh. And we see the text exchanges. Dickie, talk to me, Burke. <laughs> Burke, find all images purportedly of his girlfriend. There was a long feature about him and her and his grandmother before one of the games. We should be able to find that package. <laughs> Fucking giggity, dude. So Dickie says. There were pictures of a woman, so Tim sort of assembled all the pictures he found on the internet. Tim, I probably had 20 photos, so I start doing these Google reverse search images. It was a very frustrating uh, process. I was going to bring up the Google, the Google search before, but uh, yeah, they, they, I, I was going to ask, like, I wonder when Google ser reverse search came up. Because, I was thinking the same thing, because I've used it, but it's only recently that I knew about it. <laughs> pretty fucking effective let it's me tell an you. awesome tool and they have a video so if you want to look up some porn yeah um so he's got these 20 photos and he finds one linked to a myspace profile oh boy in 2014 yeah 2013 2013 mm -hmm. wow well there she was but unfortunately there's no name attached to this photo well her name on myspace was Roxy Ryder. Of course it was. Everybody was, every girl was Roxy something. Well, Naya says, now as a Christian... Quicksilver, I've, 37. Roxy, 48. Naya says, as a Christian... Roxy I've, with the zero. Sorry, okay, go on. I firmly believe in this statement, what is done in the dark uh -huh. will come to light. I didn't know what it was, but I knew something was wrong. Something was up. I knew something was coming. Well, Dickie <laughs> says... We found that there were some tweets that mentioned Renaya Tuiasa Sopo that were connected to Lene somehow. Aha. Ah, I see. Mm -hmm. Well, Naya says, I started work, to see some tweets circling. Well, we see a tweet. That awkward moment when you know the person who is supposedly behind the Lene Kukoa account. Right. Well, Naya says these tweets were coming from individuals who were connected to oh, Lene's past. Oh, my God. So she's got a lot on her mind. She's oh got a my. lot of things she's got to hide and figure out. Wow. We see another tweet. My fam and I have an idea who the guy is behind the Lene Kukua account, and he's up there leading a worship band at his dad's church. Oh, Shaking shit. my fucking head. Crazy, dude. Well, Naya says all these people had started putting things together and figuring out that Lene 
wasn't who she said she was. Mm -hmm. In fact, it might just be Renaya. Once I started catching wind of this, I was like, the shit is about to hit the fan. Mm -hmm. Well, Tim says, well, while Dickie's doing all that work, I'm on the MySpace profile. There's no name. So I go through every post for over a decade. Yeah. And then I get to linking out to a Zanga. Do you know what Zanga is? Yeah. Okay, I never heard of Zanga. She's, he says, I go to the Zanga page, see her picture, plug it into Facebook, and there she was. Mantayo Teo's alleged dead girlfriend, and her full name was wow. published. Wow. So he, re he immediately reaches out to her via Facebook Messenger, and she's very confused. Right. Obviously. And, yeah. And, you know, he's trying to work with her to piece out how these images might have come out um, because the 20 that he had, 19 of them uh, were just taken from social media profiles. Right. But one of those images she had sent to only one single person. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Now, wow. this, this, of course, is the image of her holding up the date and making the hang loose. Oh. Okay. And Tim said, uh, you know, who was it? And she says, I don't want to say just yet. I uh. want to talk to him first. Uh. Well, meanwhile, Jack Dickey, he's texting to Tim and he says, ask her if it's Renaya. Yeah. And he says, Renaya? Well, she hangs up the phone immediately. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Renaya. So the interview to interviewer that's sitting down with Naya says, how yeah. did you get the photo? Yeah. And Naya says, I asked Diane to write on a paper, like a certain sequence of letters and numbers. And I said it was for a friend who was sick or whatever. Yeah. So Tim says, <laughs> so fucking stupid. or whatever. Yeah. Hey, and uh, can you uh, show some cleavage a little bit too? Bring your tits down. Yeah. That first take was great. Um, I need a little bit more horizontal movement yeah, yeah, on yeah. the hang loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, let's more, go to third button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third button. <laughs> Give the 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 like the kissy lips too. Kissy lips. So um, Tim says his cousin got in a car accident and he needed me to send the picture because he was gonna you know use it to inspire to recover. What a fucking. Well, Naya says like as horrible as it felt to do that. It was kind of a relief knowing that I was able to validate right. still a girl that wasn't even real. Dickie says, and so from there, it was, okay, well, who's Renaya? Yeah. Because Diane didn't really know Renaya that well. Right. There were people who said Manti had a hand in the creation of the Lene character. We were trying to figure that out. Tim says, we're trying to establish a link between Renaya and Manti and we found a series of tweets where they were interacting with each other. We found people saying he and Manti were family uh, or friends or something. Tim says, we couldn't get the story behind why that was. Well, Manti says, I thought I was talking to Lene's cousin. I wasn't going to turn down an opportunity to help somebody and give him some words of encouragement, and I was more than happy to give it. Tim says at that point, it became evident we got ourselves a major story. So let's go to the day of the national championship game on January yeah, 7th. Yeah, yeah. against Bama? Yep. Uh, you know, this is the one they're calling one for the ages. It's right. the Alabama dynasty versus the Notre Dame team of destiny. Right. 
And Manti says, at this time, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's true. All I know is I got a national championship game to play. This is what I've dreamed of. Uh, this is the biggest stage in all of sports. Yeah. So I try to push all that side and focus on ball. Yeah, pretty easy to do that. Not exactly. Sure it is. R- not for him. When you don't, when she's not actually there giving you the old J-O-I. Buddy, you look into the stadium, it's just yeah. full of people with lays swinging it around, yeah. screaming, man, Todd, Any one of that would you. be J- J-O-I-ing you, dude. Well, Robbie says he'll say it never affected his play, but you could definitely see something was up. Mm-hmm. My, the commentator's like, we've seen Manti Teo miss a couple tackles, something we haven't seen all year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the athletic director just comments. I that, think it's just an excuse for him playing against a really uh, superior team. Well, he does give it up and say, look, we got beat by a better team. Yeah, There's really, no question yeah, about on. that. Come on. Uh, but Brian, his dad says, when you watch that game, he wasn't there. Okay. He's all fair over the enough. Place. Fair enough. Yeah. The, you remember what the score was? Yeah. Uh, 35 something. It was 42 to 14. They got okay, smoked. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 42. It was essentially like, yeah. 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 I remember they scored that last touchdown in the end when it was 42, but it was essentially 35 and under 10 points for most of the game. Yeah. Well, you've got to remember, this is the collapse of the massive star, you know? Yeah. This he is was it. on defense. It didn't look good for him. Yep. So Tim says, it's important that you speak to someone before you publish a story, that you reach out to them for comment. Of course. It's always important you give them a reasonable time limit on how long you're going to wait for them to comment. So... Dicky, as you pointed out, Dave, said people will try and get out in front of what they perceive to be a negative story sure. with a much more sympathetic version of it as yeah. fast as they can. Yeah. Well, the AD says we were engaged in conversations with Manti about, you know, this has to be talked about. What's the plan? And Manti was working on revealing the story. Well, Dicky says, given that he had a high-powered agent and had the resources of Notre Dame, we hurried because we didn't want to get beat on the story. Yeah. So Tim says he called Renaya eight times. And Naya says, somebody called me from Deadspin and they texted my phone and I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. Uh, this is not how we're going to do this. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Manti says, I got a phone call from Lene's cousin, Renaya. And he just starts apologizing. And he just starts apologizing. And he's like, what are you apologizing for? he says, I just want to apologize. Well, Naya says, I don't remember if he hung up or I hung up. I just remember that was it. And I would never have any communication or contact with Manti again. Well, Tim says, we called Brian and Manti. I want to say somewhere between like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Brian says, I was at work and I got the message and it went to voicemail. It was a man. I can't remember his name. He said he was from Deadspin. Uh. I didn't pay him any attention. I just ignored it and went back to work. Right. I got $150 I got to make today. <laughs> yeah. So, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> got $30 I got to no, make today. No, 150 a week. Yeah, so he's got to make it's $30. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 30 bucks a day. Well, um, they didn't call back. So then they call Manti. And Manti says, as far as Deadspin is concerned, there was so much coming at one time that I didn't know what to do. And Tim says, we had the story put together. 
We talked to everyone who would talk to us, and it wasn't a it wasn't worth us to delay. So uh, we weren't going to publish until we knew every little thing because someone's going to beat you to it. And after an hour after that, we hit the publish button. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the headline: mm-hmm. Manti Teo's dead girlfriend, mm-hmm. the most heartbreaking and inspirational story of the college football season is a hoax. Well, this is four hours later. Um, Manti says after the national championship game, after you know, I went to Florida to prepare for the combine. And his agent calls him and says, I need you to go to your apartment right now and lock yourself in. And he's like, What's going on? <laughs> and he's like, It's gonna be a long ride, bro. No, uh, no. do not go outside. And then he goes on Twitter, reads the Deadspin article, and uh he said, I still couldn't understand what was going on. Yeah. So in the Deadspin article, they do state Renaya is Lene. And this isn't the first time Renaya has done this. So Naya gets a call from you know her dad, and he's like, Come straight home. And when you get in here, go just don't answer any questions. Uh so Manti's agent, he's like, We gotta move you, man. So he packs up all this. We gotta move you? Yeah. Oh, they said we gotta move you. The press you, man. is descending on him. Yeah. So he gets in the car. And, you know, he reclines the seat down. All the way back. Yeah, he's hiding in the car. And he can't believe that all these people are there covering this thing. Well, Naya says, as we're getting closer to her house, uh, I could see the news trucks pulling in one by one, just uh-huh. stacking up. They got the satellites out front. They got, the, they got those Tesla satellites. People are, like, hanging over uh-huh. the backyard fence taking pictures. They're like, hey, Ronnie, what's going on? Did you create Lene? <laughs> Just out there, huh? Yeah. Manifest- did, you, did you manifest her? Manifesteo? <laughs> Manifesteo? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, Manti says, against my uh, camp's advice, I left my apartment the next morning to go training. Yay. And I walk into the cafeteria, and everybody's just talking about whatever, and I turn into the cafeteria, and everybody just goes silent. Oh, It's like record scratch it, moment. <laughs> All right. What would you say? Would you make a funny quip like, all right, all right. I I know. I would just sit there and watch the train wreck. Of your own? Oh, I mean, I mean you, like, if that happened to you. Oh, if, if that happened to me? Yeah. Yeah, I would address it, it right away. Yeah, like, I'd be oh, like, okay. dude, come on. We've all been there. I got a couple jerk sessions off of a dude on yeah, phone sex. Big deal. You know. Phones, that's basically what he's guilty of. Judge that's me. the scandal. Scandal is... Dude had phone sex with another dude. Yeah. Big deal. Judge away. Uh, keep in mind. That sounded really hot, by the way. When I said judge away? No, no, no. Oh. Dick, you fucking. No, the, you know, that's, she sounded really, he sounded, whatever. She sounded really hot. Okay. Well, anyway, okay. yeah. He has to sit by the cafeteria alone. Nobody yeah. comes to the <laughs> You can't sit here. So, seat's taken. Well, Jack, the old AD, says, I made the case that the university's got to get ahead out of the story and, you know, say something by end of day. So yeah. we hear his press conference, and he's like, this was a very elaborate, it was a sophisticated hoax, perpetrated for reasons we can't fully understand. Sounds like a cop. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and perpetrated. Then, and, then okay. he, and then during his interview on the doc, he says, you have no idea how big the story came. It just swept up the news. Yeah. Um, you know, just to give you some perspective on this, it blew all of the Lance Armstrong 
doping drama <laughs> out of off the water. The water, and wow. people are like, Lance Armstrong should be just blessed right now. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's like, okay, so it's the wildest story we've ever seen in college football. Right. But their question now is, did Manti no. engage in this conspiracy? Right. That's what everybody wants to know. And where was the transparency at Notre Dame? Uh, you know, Anderson Cooper, he says, it seems odd to me that he would tell this story about his girlfriend but never mentioned the fact that he never met her. And Manti describes it as a tidal wave. He's drowning. He says he couldn't smell anything. He couldn't taste anything. He couldn't feel anything. Okay. And of, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, of course, Naya. What, did he take the COVID shot? <laughs> <laughs> Naya says, I remember people talking to me, and I was just nodding, yeah, thank you, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in all honesty, I don't remember what they were saying. I, yeah. I went numb. So Tim, he goes on the offensive for the next 36 hours, and he's doing all the talking head shows. Right. Uh, Inside Edition identified the woman that was in the picture. Her name was Diane O'Meara. Mm -hmm. And she said she had no idea she'd been used. Um, and uh, Renaya did reach out to Diane and apologize. Well, are you okay. ready for the big dramatic entrance into sure. the documentary? Sure. It takes like a good five seconds in this tight shot for this body to come into frame. Okay. And we're like, what's going on? Uh -huh. Vince Vaughn? The surprise. <laughs> no. It's Dr. Fucking Phil. Oh, Dr. <laughs> Phil. So he had managed to get Renaya to Iasa Sopo, an exclusive interview. And he says, my first impressions in meeting Renaya. Uh, I thought it'd be better. I, my impression? Yeah. <laughs> or his impression. <laughs> My first impressions is in better? meeting Renaya better was how immature, naive, how immature, how immature and vulnerable he presented. Now I feel like I'm doing George Bush. Well, you got to do, you got to give it a little bit of Kermit. He spent many hours here. Uh, he spent the, many hours. The, okay, day, sorry, go the on. day we did the interview, yeah. before the interview actually started. Yeah. It got pretty bizarre. <laughs> that was times. a good one. Bizarre. It got pretty bizarre. Well, going into my interview, this is Naya. She says, in preparing for that, I want to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about everything and be transparent and honest. But during that time, it was critical because that's when Manti was preparing for the draft. He's at the combine sure. and whatnot. She says, I don't want to say too much, but I also don't want to lie. I, a part of me felt like I still needed to protect him. Well, let's flash back to the interview with Dr. Phil when Renaya was a man, technically, at this point. Okay. Because we see Renaya yeah. as a man. Right. All we've seen so Giving far. a hug. All we've seen Embracing. so far is the long hair and the, the, the pants up to the chest. And, you know, it's a different person. And Renaya says, as twisted and as confusing as it may be, um, yeah, I mean, I care for this person. Um, I did all that I could do to help this person become a better person. It's very painful to even talk about, but you know, the truth of it is, is that it happened and I grew feelings. Right. I grew emotions that sooner or later I couldn't control anymore. Right. Were you in love with him? <laughs> Don't say him. That's what he says. I, I'm just, I'm, you know what I mean. I mean, 
<laughs> I don't mean you, but yeah. I mean, yeah. If I had, well, Naya says we're doing our interview. Right. And everything was good. But then, here comes Matt Titeo. <laughs> but then his interview with Katie Couric comes out. Uh-uh. And Katie, you know, she goes after the hard questions. Yeah. She's like, were you involved in a scam? And he's like, yeah, no. And he says, well, you, you know, never gave her any money. You don't really know, right? Money is never mentioned in this yeah. entire ordeal. That's like, pretty much what would make it a scam or a scandal, right? Well. If any, like, any, any, like, like, if he had given her some... Uh, Notre Dame merch or something. I think the more scandal uh, question is: Was this created for sympathy? Got it. To prop That's him up right, for the Heisman. For the Heisman. Got and it. Pro- That's and improving a good question. his his draft. That's that's a better. Yeah. But you're right. I never thought about that. So Katie says one of the theories, Bantai, making the rounds is somehow you created the whole scenario to cover up your uh, sexual orientation. Are you gay? And he says, No, far from it. Well, Manti says that interview didn't sit, sit well with me. Was it embarrassing? Yeah. But it made me more angry because my parents were there. I was angry. Well, you can't say far from gay when you're phone sexing with a dude. But he didn't know it was but a dude. But actually, he was a chick, I guess, before. Okay. I, here's See, the thing. I would have right, phone sexed right. it with that girl's yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you okay. didn't hear the voice, No, Dave. no, you're right. I'm being contradictory. Let's go. Okay. He said the hardest part of the whole experience is seeing my family go through this. Yeah, yeah. Because of what I did. <laughs> Well, my dad's my the, the jeopardy of my dad not having to work forever. Brian, he's his dad for that 150 a day, a week, a week. He says he's not a liar. He's a kid. Yeah. He's a 21 year old kid. And I love him because he makes more than 150 dollars. <laughs> yep. I really do. That's literally going sitting at the 40 table, going all in a couple of times and hoping to hit one and then walking home. Yeah. But when you don't hit. You just gotta put down forty. Then you make zero dollars. <laughs> well, yeah. Then you make negative forty dollars a week. <laughs> I know what you mean, but like, imagine like you got to work all day, or you can go double up at the forty table real quick. Yeah, I'd probably make do the, the same, same thing. Amount, make the same amount of money. All right. Well, Naya says I asked if I could watch the interview because remember she's at the Doctor Phil show. Yeah. In a separate room, and if I could watch it with privacy, mm-hmm. I just wanted to be there and to listen to whatever it was that Manti had to say. And Katie says, so you had no idea who the voice on the other end of the phone was for all those months. And he's, right. Manti says, mm-hmm. Yeah. Katie says, do you think... So how many not- months... Do we, uh, what is the total amount of time? Do we know? Dude, it's a couple of years. It's like oh, 14 months. Oh, well, okay. So I a year. Think, yeah. Uh, I can see how you can get swept up in a year, though. Well, but a year can go by pretty quick getting swept well, up with some shit like that. Yeah, I think it's even longer opinion. than that. So... You know, Katie says it's tough to get an order. You ain't gonna get me, no. But, you, but you're getting some, you're getting brainwashed. Yeah, you getting some lonely motherfucker. Well, somebody that's brainwashed, yeah, and that's a fish out of water, yeah, in a in a in the wrong place, yeah, 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 yeah. and that has his mind just and focused then, yeah, on football. It's perfect, yeah, perfect storm. Yeah, it was the perfect storm. Well, Katie says, do you think Renaya could have been playing the role of Lene? Do you think that might have been a man on the other end of the phone? And he says, didn't sound like a man. Well, he's got proof because he's got his video or his audio recordings and they play them on the yeah. air. So here's wow. how the voicemail goes. Now pretend that I sound now, like... We know that these, but we know that these audio, this audio is legit from the time 
that yeah. he says it's from. Time stamped and everything. Yeah, okay, it's legit. Now, then. listen to my voice, yeah. but pretend like it's a sexy woman. Okay. Hey, babe. I'm just going to call to say goodnight. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I know you're probably doing homework or Hard. you're with the boys of grubbing. <laughs> oh, no. What a fatty. Oh, big. But <laughs> I just wanted to say I love you and good night. And I'll be okay tonight. I'll do my best. Um, uh, yeah. I'm so, playing with myself. So get your rest and I'll talk to you tomorrow. I love you so much, hon. Sweet dreams. Yeah. They sound like a woman, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting hard. Okay. Well, Naya says no, those. but like, and she's like, oh, why did you, I always wondered why she always was fingering her butthole during sex. What? <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, I'm playing. What? With my, I'm playing with myself. Like, I'm imagining their phone sex together. But why are you going to the bee hole? No, the, that's the thing. He always goes to the bee. She always goes to the bee hole. Why does she go to the bee hole? She can't exactly say I'm stroking myself off. Oh, because she doesn't have a yeah, hole. Yeah. <laughs> so she's talking about playing with her bee hole. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well, Naya says those damn voicemails. I was like, bro, why did you do that? Because like when once he posted those voicemails, I mean, OK, yeah, I get it. You know, I mean, he needed to go public. People could see where he's coming from. <laughs> All those damn voicemails. <laughs> I mean, and then what is he going to get sued because it's like a single consent recording, whatever the fuck? Uh, we, we, it didn't, doesn't okay. go that far. All right. But yeah. she's like, I get it, you know, you know, you know, now I was having, you know, I was like, I have to validate that, you know, it's, she's like, I, I fucked him over. Got, if, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, come on. A little bit of sympathy. Well, Jesus. let's go back to Dr. Phil, because you know he knows how to dig deep. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Renai, I contacted the private contractors for the FBI. Oh, boy. And the Secret Service. Oh, no. They said the chance that you are the person on that voicemail is like one in 10 million. <laughs> you did a great job. And she says, yep. Phil, that is not you. Not even possible. I think it's important for people to see the voice control and see you speak in the female voice. Yeah. Now, can you read something? But I think people need to hear you speak in the voice. What's the easiest way for you to do that? <laughs> and she's, Renaya goes, I can't. I can't, Phil. I, not uh, even if I tried. Uh, no. There's a whole lot that went into pushing me to do something like that, to uh, go to that extreme. Dr. Phil's like, he's like a method actor. Oh, God. He said, for me to get into character, I had to be in a dark room in this mind space where I morphed into this character. Uh-huh. Naya says he had me laying on this little sofa thing and I'm looking at him like, Dr. Phil, I don't got no little itty bitty body. I need a bigger bed. Uh. Like, give me a real bed, Phil. Okay. So we see Phil. This is weird. It's very weird. We see Phil and he's watching Renaya and Renaya is obscured by a screen. You just see like half of his body and he's sitting down and then Renaya goes, Hey, babe, um, I'm just calling to say goodnight. I love you. You actually see him saying it, though? Uh-huh. I know you're probably doing homework with the boys are grabbing. 
Oh, what man. a fatty. Oh, no. <laughs> but I just want to say I love you. And it sounded good? Sounded hot. And it was for sure him? Positive. Okay. Oh, sweet dreams. That's fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Well, doc- for Dr. Phil to do that, it's uh-huh. fucking weird. Dr. Phil says, I brought in world-class <sighs> experts that do voice analysis. See, that's what shit like that is what makes me think this is all fucking bullshit. It was 10 million to one, they said. And it's like when they gotta do shit like this. It was Manti the whole time that he was talking to. Yeah. Well, the plot thickened in the already bizarre hoax. That's what the reporters are claiming mm-hmm. and they're like i don't believe that renaya could do this uh could create a woman's voice like this on the phone for so long but when you hear it it sounds identical mm-hmm. well tim says it was alleged to us in the days after we published that there were multiple people involved in the construction and operation of lene cuckoo mm. And Jack D.A.D. says people underestimate how elaborate it was in terms of creating the impression. Created by Alabama. Able to create. Alabama football. <laughs> Nick Saban in a, in a basement. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My plan <laughs> will be complete. Do it. Do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Naya says, I legit became a computer. I became like a robot. Yeah. Um, when I did it, it was like tying my shoes. Like the moment the phone rang, I'd say, Hi, babe. I'd see his name come up and I'd just be like, okay, let me walk away. She knows so much about football. I love her. Yeah. Boy, she was really giving me great notes on that 3 4 defense that Kentucky's going to be bringing <laughs> next week. Uh, anyway. It's like, you're there on the field with me, babe. Yeah, that cover two scheme that I had trouble with, the double bubble with last <laughs> week against Mississippi, she nailed it again. Um, Anyway, Manti says there must have been many conversations that I had where the phone was passed to somebody. Well, Brian, with his wife, says, I spoke to a young man. You know, she spoke to a young man and a young lady and another young lady. So there are two people that at least spoke to us. And Robbie says, hey, man, look, if it's Renaya alone, then, I mean, he deserves to be in Disney. (laughs) I mean, the amount of voices... Yeah. The amount of cell phones. It was crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just note, Renai does not get a contract with Disney. Oh. So, um, I wonder says, why. There was never any outside influence helping me in any of this. It was 100% me the entire time. Well, that's not true because we know Puka. Yeah. The, the, the niece. She was yeah, involved. She was involved. So, um, that means there was somebody who gave her Puka. Yep. That's, I think that's her sister's kid. I know, but it's like, why I gotta keep taking my sister's? Why maybe keep the niece my kid is, maybe the niece is out partying with Manti's dad, yeah. you know, and spending their hundred fifty bucks a week at the bars. Who knows? We we have no clue. Yeah. So, anyway, Manti says the hardest part is going public, and which was once, wow, look at that, that's Manti Tail. Now it's like, whoa, that's Manti Tail. Mm-hmm. That's a dude that got catfish, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah. So he gets oh, a fake girlfriend. He gets parried on a parried uh parodied on SNL. Uh-huh. Um which was hysterical. Was it? Yeah. Um that I it was Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. And they're like, uh hey Manti, how's your how are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing great. I just found out that uh my uh girlfriend died and I got to give her a ride to the funeral. 
<laughs> so, oh man, it's fucked. Oh yeah. There's a minor league team that does a promotion. My of, girlfriend died. I gotta give okay, take it to the funeral. Of Manti Teo girlfriend bobbleheads. And it's just a box with nobody with inside nobody of it. Inside. <laughs> so. Bobby Moynihan was supposed to do a slip and slide show with Ron Funches. And I was working at Whammo at the time. But then the pandemic happened and it got canceled. Okay. But they tell they'll t- they tell people that somebody shit on the 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 first day somebody shit on the slip and slide so they had to cancel the show, but that's not true. Oh. What's the real reason? <laughs> the pan just the pandemic. Just the pandemic. Yeah. Um so you know, Dickie notes that the aftermath of the story was instructive in that we had no idea how little control we'd have or how people would respond to yeah. it. Um, you know, then there's these these people are coming out of the woodwork, these reporters. They're like, you know, anybody who's got an imaginary girlfriend for three years. It was three years. I mean, you got it boggles your mind. Oh fuck! Man. Three years. Yeah. Is, uh, that's, if, if and that's a long time. Another one says, if football. Fourteen months. Is comprehensibly conceivable. Right. Like I've, I know lonely and dumb enough guys that w- could possibly fall for that. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm a bad enough friend to allow that to happen. So, oh, thanks for looking out, bro. <laughs> you just outed me. I appreciate that. Uh, another one says, if a football player wanted to hide being gay, a fictitious girlfriend is a good way to do it. Ah. So one reporter comes out swinging. He's like, it's hard to be Mormon at Notre Dame. Uh, when you're a liar and probably gay, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it could. That's you know, that's what happens. Yeah. Well, Jack the AD was like the jump from that to he might be gay. He was like that shocked me. Um, <clears throat> you know, Dickie says, "Was he gay?" I think all these questions were things people wanted to discuss. Um, you know, reporter says did you think tim in a million years that the motivation behind this thing was because ronaya was in love with mante tile and he says to me no the story is about how the most powerful media companies in the world didn't fact check things that they published and deadspin a blog with eight employees did mm-hmm. yeah I so guess. you got to give it up to them Old Don I mean, Le- I guess. Old Don Lemon has a theory. It's he just says, like, uh, yeah. Every single person I talk to says, I think he's gay and covering it up. Oh, he says that, <laughs> does he? <laughs> Jesus. Everybody I talk to at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so Dickie says. Every pot I talk to calls the kettle black. <laughs> I'm not a Don Lemon fan. Uh, yeah. Dickie, I don't know how he couldn't can be. Dickie says the dead spin mission was to make. I'm a fan of him on New Year's though, when he gets drunk every fucking New Year's. Oh, and just makes get, an ass. Of he's himself. the one that gets drunk with Anderson Cooper. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Anderson uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, that's correct, George. Uh, Gloria's son. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to hate on people for being born into money around that. That's one <laughs> that, thing we never do on no, this show. No, Tucker Carlson. Is the heir to the Swanson? Uh, uh, I think it's Swanson. Swanson vegetable family. Is it like vegetable or like um, uh, microwavable dinners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. By the it's way, like, there's a great beat bit on the History Channel called the. I think I've spoken about this before. Um, the food that made America. Yep. And they cover the Swansons and bird eye. It's a fascinating story. Bird eye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bird eye yeah, still in your yeah, yeah. freezers now. Yeah, it's yeah, the cold. Yeah. It was about how they Maybe. were able to freeze dry food and how it yeah. changed food. Okay, so anyway, Dickie makes it clear the dead spin mission was to make the mainstream sports media look foolish. I don't care what Manti Teo 
you know, is like, what his sex life is. Uh, I don't care what Renaya's sex life is. Uh, that wasn't our motivation at all. Okay. If anyone cared about that stuff, they were wrong to care about that stuff. Well, let's get back to pressing matters at hand, which is the draft. It's coming up. Yeah. Well, prior to the draft. I remember him not doing too well. He met with 22 teams before yeah. the draft, and every single one of them said, tell us about the catfish. Uh, so he's yeah, he a, needs to know, man. Yeah, he's aware. They're going to invest. That people see him as the guy who got catfished. So, but I remember him doing well on the Wonder Lick, right? I don't know about his Wonder Lick, but he ran a very slow 40. Yes, very slow 40. It was like 4.8, yeah, I want to say. Yeah, 4.85 or 4.65. Yeah. Um, 4.65 would have been okay for a linebacker, but even an undersized one, I think he was... No, 4.65 is great. Eh, for but linebacker, a it's great. It's for a linebacker, it's okay. But yeah, he might have been a 4.8. Yeah, ugh, that's really slow. Um, fact check us on that. <clears throat> yep. Um, so there are people in the commentator world that are saying, look, here's the deal. Teams want to know if he's gay. You know, they just want to know. And, you know, one of the reporters says he's going to be hurt by this because one of the attributes that he supposedly possessed was leadership and people would follow him. They're not going to look at him as a leader now. Well, Manti decides to forgo going to New York City for the draft. Right. He's going to hang out uh, in Lai and surround himself with his family and stay away from the circus. Yeah. Everybody's there. They're saying, you're going to get picked. It's just a matter of when. And, you know, uh, people are in the press are saying he's going to go on the first day. Yeah. And Manti says the Giants had really liked him, but he wasn't sure. Well, they pass. Right. And he did. They didn't pick him up, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm not going to get picked." And then the Ravens were the last pick mm. uh, of the first day with the 32nd pick, and the commissioner comes out and he says, "With the 32nd pick in the 2013 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Matt Elam." <laughs> <laughs> So he's, that's hilarious. He's pretty much, you know, just saddened and shell shocked. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's bad optics, man. You don't go in the first round. You're not going to get same that million dollars thing. Yeah. There's a huge cutoff, you know, yeah, between being a first rounder. So off. he goes to the beach and he breaks down and he's like, you know what? Toughen up. I'm here with my family. Yeah. I'm gonna go celebrate this. I'm still gonna make money, dude. Well, he ends up getting drafted six picks later on the second day. Yeah. Goes to the Chargers. Well, let's get back to Nia. Yeah, in the sixth round, right? No, second round. Second round. Yeah. Okay. Just six picks later after six, the first. Okay, yeah. So second round, okay. Yeah. So Sixth, okay, yeah. Sixth in the second round. I, I remember being somewhere around. I looked up his numbers. He ended up getting like a two and a half uh, million dollar signing bonus. Yeah. Um, we'll get to his, his, his career uh, afterwards. Career afterwards. Well, Naya says after the whole life as Lene had ended. His illustrious career. I couldn't give Lene any more of my time. And I remember telling myself, if you want to be a girl, so be a girl. I actually moved to American Samoa and I got in touch with my LB, LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. And in Samoa, this is interesting. <clears throat> there really is no terms that specifically identify transgender. There's a huge community. That's weird because they're all consonants. And all they use are consonants in their thing. Yeah, good point. Yeah. 
Well, in they some, should be more inclusive to vowels. <laughs> there's there's a community there known as the Fafafin. Fafafafin. Fafafafin. And you can dress like a woman or dress like a man. Fafafui. And it's more widely accepted. Now they show her getting ready and they're doing her hair. Yeah. And she gets in one of those big Polynesian skirts and outfits. Cool. Um, But she says, I put myself on the back burner for all those years. So moving forward, I just had to start living my life. And I wanted to be able to live my life as trans. I used to think I'm never going to be able to show my face uh, in public. And then I was like, why wouldn't I? Someone out there needs to hear my story. And someone out, yeah, to be like, don't fucking do this. Yeah. You know? There's plus, help. Go get help. And don't I've, fucking yeah. destroy another man's yeah. life. Yeah, How true. about that? Plus, I've had cheek implants and a <laughs> yeah. chin job and a nose job. But then also a part of me was like, I learned so much about who I am today and you know who I want to become because of the lessons that I learned through the life of Lene. Uh, and she doesn't want, you know, she does want her story to be told. Sure. Well, Manti says, I'll never forget my first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stood on that sideline and looked across the field and my feet went numb. Oh, again? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and it slowly went up my legs until everything was tingling. That's pride. And I remember my fingers started to sweat. Yeah. And everything went numb. Uh-huh. Well, for three years with the Chargers, it was like that. Oh, yeah, that's right, Chargers. Mm-hmm. That's three right. years. And I just kept saying to myself, don't mess up, bro. Just make a play today. Make a play every time. Don't mess up. Don't miss tackles. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And it's such a huge contrast to that kid that went to Notre Dame. You know, the football field's my domain. Yeah. And I feel like nobody can beat me. And I played free and I played fast and I played physical. And that's what made me great. And now I got to the NFL and I'm questioning everything. So what happened was what happened. And what I'm here to do is play football. And hopefully people will see that. Give 110%. Well, his mom says he withdrew. He became um, very withdrawn. And then the memes started coming out. Mm-hmm. The memes that you were speaking of. Yes. They're like, hey, we're going to San Diego. And he's got his arm around an invisible girlfriend. Yep. So <laughs> he says every day was just trying to figure out how to get rid of anxiety, how to get rid of this numbness, this tingling. I'm trying to figure out all these ways to reprogram myself. I'm watching inspirational talks. I'm watching old film. I'm trying to rediscover who I was before. And then I found cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> and I, just I started calling up my agent and said, I need help. Uh, so my agent sent me to a therapist. And we're talking in the lobby, just getting to know each other. You need a hooker. This guy, <laughs> this guy needs a hooker. That's it. He needs to get jacked off and that's it. I'm kind of laying down. Yeah. What's going on in the back of my, my head? I'm like, nobody has a cure for this man. This guy can't <laughs> help me. There's a cure for blue balls. I believe, trust me. <laughs> and in the end, he says, let me ask you a question, Manti. Have you forgiven him? I said, who are you talking about? And he said, have you forgiven Renaya for what he did to you? Yeah, said, stop making me think about him. I All said, this time yeah. I was jerking off now. <laughs> God damn it. I said, yeah, I did. He said, okay, let me ask you a second question. Have you forgiven yourself? I looked at him and I said, what do you mean forgiving myself? Uh-uh. He's like, have you forgiven yourself? I said, forgiven myself for what? He's like, 
Somebody like you was always successful and confident, who's never questioned anything they've done. Mm-hmm. And all this success has been based on him trusting in him. For you to go through what you went through, deep down inside, you're questioning yourself. You have to forgive that kid. It's okay, Oos. What happened to you is not your fault. This guy Goodwill Hunting's him. He's like, forgive yourself. It's not your fault. Gross. It's okay, Oos. Oos. Oos, it's okay. So he forgives himself. Oh, start crying. I don't know. I wasn't there. Were you out there watching it? Well, I wasn't in the room when he got Goodwill Hunting. (laughs) Goodwill Hunted. Hunted. So Manti says the key's this. There's always going to be that little kid that comes up to me uh, or comes up to you because he loves you. But if you look at that little kid like the way this dude just treated you, you're going to ruin that little kid. That is my challenge every day. Mm-hmm. When somebody comes up to me and says, Manti, I'm a big fan of you. And I don't think of the times that hundreds of people said, hey, I'm a big fan. Let me take a picture. And I took a picture with them. And then they made fun of me. <laughs> if there's anything I can do, that's what I'm going to do every day. I'm going to rise above <laughs> they all made that, fun bro. of me. No matter how hard it is for me. I'm going to look at all these people who made fun of me and who actually believe in me. And he starts choking up here. He says, I have to take a second to be like, they actually love me, man. They love you. They don't want to make fun of you, bro. Treat them nice in a world that's just spit on you. Remember all those people in the stands that had the lays on. Because you're going to have hundreds and thousands and millions of people that tell you, you ain't worth nothing, man. Uh-huh. But there's going to be one that says, you're worth the world to me. It's pretty much how I feel about our listeners. Yeah, good. <laughs> and I play for that person. Yes. I'll take all this crap. I'll take all the jokes. I'll take all the memes so that I can be an inspiration. Give us to, the memes. To <laughs> Thank you, Retard Sexual Blowtorch 68. Yeah. Um, that's the whole reason why I'm doing this and why I want everybody to know that if Renaya is or ever watches this, that I forgive him. And I hope and pray that him and his family is cool because that's all I can wish for him. And then the screen just fades out black. It's such a weird cut. Huh. It's a smash cut. Yeah. It just like disappears. Doom. Like right, he hasn't even finished the yeah. last w- syllable. syllable. Quick shout out, fade to black, it's gone. Fade to black. So, uh, I do have a little bit of a where are they now um, and some stats because they are cool. impressive. He won all these awards, mm-hmm. you know, these butt kisses, these butt kiss. Uh, yeah, that's the best linebacker in uh, college. Yeah, they also have one for high school. Um, he's the that's what it was. That's the high school award, but the best high school uh, line uh, linebacker. I didn't that's list all of his awards, but they were they're a mile long. He's third all time in school history in tackles behind Bob Crable and Bob Golick. And he played four seasons for the Chargers. And he was named co-captain in 2016. That's pretty impressive. Sure. That means you got to you gotta know your shit. The locker gotta, room has to be behind you yeah, also. Yeah. Um, he did get injured several times, yeah, yeah. which he's, is what hurt him. smaller dude. Which is really sucks. Sure. Well, back injury, I think. Uh, Achilles, I believe. Oh, oh, yeah. You don't come back from that. So he did get a, a second contract with the Saints from 2017 to th- 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Um, got signed to a playoff game. Um, but I don't think he played in that playoff game. Yeah. 
And then he uh, was last playing for the Chicago Bears on their practice squad from 2020 to 2021. Okay. So in, in February, average career, average college career, the Achilles, not an average college career. I mean, uh, average uh, pro career. <laughs> yeah. Um, his, uh, um, you know, an Achilles injury really changed. Like you're that's, done. It's over, over. It's worse than a knee injury. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he did get married, um, to his girlfriend who's a personal trainer and beauty consultant. Very Her nice. name is Jovi, uh, Nicole Ing Vino. up, I'm sure. Uh, they do have a child, uh, a daughter uh, noise. Uh, named Hero um, that was born August 12, 2021. G-Y-R-O. <laughs> G- no, 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 not like the sandwich. <laughs> give me gyro, give me gyro. Yeah, give me it's H-I-R-O. H-I-R-O. <laughs> so in that appearance on Dr. <clears throat> Phil, uh, when Tuiasa Sopo confessed to the hoax, um, Tuiasa Sopo also recreated the female voice, which we've discussed behind a privacy screen, well, relatives of Tuiasa Sopo told the New York Post that Kakua's voice belonged to Tuiasa Sopo's cousin. Mm. Despite the revelation, Kakua did not exist. Former NFL player Reagan Maui said he met someone twice claiming to be Kakua, and they had been introduced by Tuiasa Sopo, whom he believed to be Kakua's cousin. Okay. So there is a lot more that went on. Yeah. And I do not believe that this Naya said I had nobody else involved. Yeah. I think she's just covering her ass. Sure. Um, this is a really interesting watch. Um, but doesn't it seem unnecessary to be a documentary, to be honest with you? I'll be straight up with you. It's a two-star documentary. Uh-huh. Um, it's not. <clears throat> there are fascinating moments um, but it's not a, you're right. It's not a big like, enough story. How compelling could it possibly be? It's the, the this is a PR doc. Yeah. Probably funded by Notre Dame to make them look good. <laughs> Puerto Rican doc. And I'm sure. um, <laughs> the, the interpersonal dynamics between Renaya and Manti Teo are fascinating. Uh, there's no question that Renaya is a narcissist. And probably needs some serious help. I don't care if you're transgender or what. Yeah. We all have our issues. What she did was beyond cruel sure. and fucked up. Yeah. And ultimately cost this man uh, a lot of money. You know, has she not gotten involved? Sure. Most likely would have gone in the first round. Probably goes in the first round. He's probably not a fucking head case. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not only Maybe that, he beats and I, Bama. No, no, <laughs> nobody beats that team. Yeah. The point is, I feel bad that he got so emotionally fucked over this. Yeah. But then you look to the bigger factors. LDS Church ra- raised in that environment. Yeah. Raised in this, this very Easily persuaded environments. And it's a very small yes, community. Ma'am. Yes, sir. The three pillars, football, yeah. faith, and what was the other Fucking. one? Fucking. <laughs> no, far oh. from it. Food. No. <laughs> Football family, family, family. <laughs> so, family. Toretto, not. To- <laughs> but you know, um, it's uh, you're right. It's not an interesting story. Yeah. I hope we were able to make it somewhat uh, a yeah. little bit more interesting. Um, but yeah, you don't need to watch this unless you're a huge sports fan. Right. Um, so I give it two stars. What do you think, Dave? Would you watch this documentary? Fuck no. <laughs> the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Get out of here. 
Dave, uh, why don't you tell our listeners what they could do to help us out? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Leave us a five-star review, even if you hate us. What if they've already done that? If they've already done that, come join our Discord. Leave us a message. Give us some encouraging uh, DMs. uh, Walk me off the... Walk me off the ledge. Yeah, you're every close week, to this it. Is, every week, this is just... Yeah. It's bad. I know. Even though the numbers keep going up somehow, <laughs> it's just bad news. He's kidding. We have a blast around here. Yeah. And I do want to thank uh, Delirious uh, Biscuit yes, in Delirious. the Discord. He's DMing me this week. Yeah, you've sent us some great suggestions, and I'm currently working on tracking some of those documentaries down, so they will be forthcoming. Uh, also, shout out to our sponsor, Broccoli Farms. You can find them on Instagram, Broccoli Farms 619 And that's a wrap for this week, and we will see you next week with episode 36.